So if you are hearing my voice right now, that means that the equipment didn't, didn't break, didn't short out. We haven't listened to this back and thought, wow, we are absolutely stupid sounding and have no idea what we're talking about. Well, speak for yourself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and what that means is that you are now listening to a podcast with no name. But this is the LFC Tampa Bay podcast. It it's happened. The, it's a reality. Here it is. It's, it's happening. It's upon you. My name is Jordan, and I'm here with... David Rice. We are both members of LFC Tampa, and we've decided to start this podcast for you in the Tampa Bay area that are members and maybe thinking of becoming members and want to know a little bit about Liverpool. Yes. Future members, you will be. Yes. If you aren't already, <laughs> we're going to convince you. We're going to convert you right here tonight. So, Dave, Pressure's just, on. you know, just... Just so the people who are listening know, how long have you uh, been with LFC Tampa? Since the beginning. It was, uh, what was it, 2007 I met Dr. Mark, and he pitched the idea of making the club. It was me, him, uh, Declan Haskins. If, you're, if you guys ever get a chance to meet him, do so. <laughs> He's one of the originals. Uh, but, yeah, we he pitched the idea, and we just decided to go with it. And we had a, several people on board in the beginning. But uh, it what it became, I don't think we ever expected. But I... There were no supporters clubs in the Tampa Bay area at the time, and we That's just put true, one yeah. together. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, I myself am kind of a founding member. I never, I didn't officially sign up. So I like, think you were a little young to technically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. To be fair, yeah. But I, I too started around that time when yeah. I moved back from England. I, I lived there from 2000 2004. Fell in love with the club, and then moving back, it was about that time period when it was hard to find soccer on television it was hard to find fellow people that even wanted to watch it no one in my school even cared about so i found you guys uh somehow on the internet someone told me maybe came out to a uh, mank dittens as we now call it mm. and uh yeah i've been and then i became a card carrying member as they say in 2011 and i've i've right. been here since can we just can we just take a moment to appreciate how far We've come from the days of Satanta and that little Jose Mourinho doll talking at us. That is a blast from the past. Satanta, I haven't even thought about Satanta Sports until this moment since the last time I've watched Satanta Sports. So many games. Like, it was 7.30, you had to pay 20 bucks to get in, but that was like all you could eat. But fair play to Satanta, they were ahead of the curve in that, like, if you, it was like a pay-per-view match, like like you yep. said, like the halftime show was Jose Mourinho talking to you as a cartoon character, or like yeah, the little clay a little, doll. Little doll. Yeah, exactly. Or it was highlights of games and stuff. Or it was Kelly Daglish doing the halftime show. Remember that? <laughs> yes. That was great. Yes, that was excellent. <laughs> was was Satanta Sports part of the evolution of Goal TV and being sports? I or think that... it, I think it got wrapped up in that, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, okay, so excellent. So, back to the fact that this podcast has absolutely no name. Yes. Um, Dave over we here. need a name. Yes. But we are shitty at naming things. Yes. <laughs> we, th we threw some names out there, and some of them were, I, in looking back at our ideas, very cringy. All mine are in poor taste. <laughs> All a mine. A little bit of poor taste. <laughs> that's true. I'm not going to lie. I, think the I best... wanted to name it the Red Tide. Yeah, that's folks. the best that's thing we came up with. Good. No. Not appropriate it... right now. <laughs> Not in, with the current climate, as they say, it's definitely very inappropriate to name a podcast the Red Tide. That is just so we need your help, is what we actually we're going to crowdsource the name. So we want you all get on Facebook, get on Twitter, find us on there, throw your throw your name at us, hashtag name that thing. Yes, name <laughs> that thing. And of course, since we're since we're presenting it to the public, we'll probably end up with something like Potty McPodface. And that's just... <laughs> if like... that's what wins, I 
if that's what the people want, you know, democracy for all its, you know. If it's Potty McPod face and it's not about smoking pot, like, <laughs> it just seems like such a wasted opportunity. Yeah, it's true. So please, no, not Potty McPod face. Someone out there in the future is going to make a marijuana podcast and they need to have that name readily available. Exactly. And, Leave it for them. Exactly. Yeah. So come up with your, your best idea for what we should call this. Yeah. And I'm open. Who, if there's one, there's probably going to be one that's just so obvious, and we'll be that's the one. We'll give you well, a it's shout. Not out. talking reds. No, they it took can't. That. It can't be. It can't. It's just the most <laughs> obvious Anthem one Rap too. Took that. Yeah. It's just the most obvious. You yeah, know? it is. It it's... rhymes. It's a thing that you're doing. You're talking reds, talking heads. Oh my goodness, yeah, it's yeah. it's perfect. They they took it. There was a gem sitting there, and they just they grabbed it before it. anyone else did. So uh, credit yeah. to them. Yeah, exactly. Props to those lads and. They do a wonderful job, but um, since this is an LC Tampa Bay yeah. podcast, we are trying to gear it more towards folks that are our members or in the Bay Area. So yeah. with that in mind, we're just going to give you a little bit of update on what's going on with the Supporters Club, um, starting with some events that we are looking to do in the near future. Yeah, we're kicking some things around. Uh, we started to talk about trivia nights. Uh, there's some interest in doing those. Uh, I'm all for bingo, but I yeah. got to make the cards, you yeah, know, which so is a whole man. thing. So <laughs> until then, we're going to go trivia. Because yeah. <laughs> that's just pieces of paper. I don't have time to paint banners. Never mind make <laughs> bingo cards. Give me one one project at a time. Um, but no, we're going to do trivia nights. I think uh, we might start with horse and jockey and see how it goes. Yeah. And then uh, we'll talk to the other venues. But we want to try to do a trivia night like at each venue yeah. over the course of the season. Yeah. So that's coming. Um Definitely, we have the U.S. national team playing Columbia coming up, and a lot of people already have tickets, so we were talking about it. I think we're just going to do a tailgate, um, but there will be more announcements to come about that, uh, uh, either in your email or through social media, so keep an eye out for that. And what was the other one? Shady's. Oh, what do you oh, mean? Shady's what do you mean? My bad. Shady, My bad. do you hear what he's doing to you out here? He's uh, forgetting the most important event. Of many the of you know Shady. Uh, if not, he'll, we'll, you'll be hearing about him. A lot over the next couple of weeks, probably. Yeah. Yes. But if you've been to Pokies, if you've been to London Heights, you've met Shady, I'm sure. Uh, Shady is leaving us. He's going to move back to Saudi Arabia. Back home to Saudi Arabia. Back home. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a big goodbye bash for Shady. I think he's going October 1, he said. So we're thinking towards the end of the month. But we'll definitely well, get that out Well, his birthday's coming up. Oh, and, and his birthday. Yeah. Is, is, is his it birthday's a Friday, and I think it's, it's the, the 28th, third. right? It's the 28th? Was... Yeah, because we play on the 29th. That's true. So yeah. we talked gonna, about it. We yeah. talked about it. Where I think we're just gonna stay in the pub exactly. and then wake up and watch the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll get absolutely blasted for Shady's birthday yeah. in celebration of him of him moving back home and unfortunately leaving us. Yeah. And then we'll all wake up together in in it's just a large community. Yeah. And rise to watch the Reds. Man, when I met Shady, he was nineteen. It was like two thousand and seven or eight or something, but. It was just so funny because, like, people remember you being a kid. Shady was even, like, younger because yeah. he had never seen any, like, all these drunk people. <laughs> it yeah, was some great. culture shock. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, but it was great. Like, he just mixed right in with us yeah. and, like, fell in. It no, was yeah, awesome. He was, he's one of the few people that would actually come up to me and be like, hey, scream more, make more noise, <laughs> sing more out of tune, please. I love it. Yeah. And he would actually, he, when I first met Shady, you know, he'd always be like, 
like, oh, how do you know all these chants? I want to know all the chants. I want to learn all the chants. And he didn't know the words. At first, he slowly learned a couple. I know he's got a few favorites that he that he often used to request of me when I, when I was a regular at Because <laughs> he won't start it. Exactly. Know? No, he, but he'll join you. He'll join you yeah, once exactly. you start. And yeah, now, unfortunately, just as, I feel like, you know, using footballing terms, he's just coming into his own. He's yeah. finding his feet. <laughs> Entering his form. prime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now we're going to have to send him off to a far foreign land to, yeah. uh, to, to, to maybe he'll take up a, the, the prospect of maybe doing something out there for LFC. You never know. Yeah. I'm not putting any pressure Come on Come on, Shady. Shady. LFC Riyadh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I couldn't have happen, said, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so, But definitely got to send this uh, this fella off in style. Class yeah, fella. We're going to get his, his, his member profile. That'll very, be up. Yeah, very yeah, shortly. Yeah. Probably. Actually, he sent it to me earlier today to, oh, okay. to for me to check out and maybe put up in the blog. So yeah, that'll be coming in like the next day or two. Okay, yeah. So, so you'll be you'll be learning about Shady and, and his story with us, and then we'll definitely be promoting and putting information out there about Shady's birthday bash. So if once again, if you're not on the Facebook, if you're not on the Instagram, the Twitter, whatever, get on there and follow us so we can keep you up to date. And come and sign up, join the email list so we can keep you up to date on future events that we're planning and working on. That's should, just what we're giving you a taste of. Should we plug the blog? I, I, That's what, I that pissed was... off a lot of Tottenham supporters <laughs> yes, today. Yes. It was great. It yes. was amazing. <laughs> Without skipping too far ahead to to later on when we, when we preview the next month, absolutely plug the blog. That was my, that was my weak attempt of like you know, right, opening right. up an opportunity to do Got so. You. Yeah, no, Medium uh, is what we decided to go with. I think it's medium.com slash L- at LFC Tampa 18 or something like that. Something like that. But, yeah, uh, just search LFC Tampa on Medium, and you'll, you'll get it. And definitely read the story that has our American Spurs chorus. <laughs> it's, it's an excellent piece. Making rebuttals. I love it. Yeah, if you need to know any any bit more about me and Dave, we have our profiles on there. Casey has her profile on there. Yep. Um, I do my best to provide you with somewhat interesting talking points before the match via that that platform and we have little pieces that we throw in and every so often yeah. we feel like we need to make a point. I like to uh, that that's my platform to just let out my writer that always wanted to write about LFC but exactly. never got the opportunity. So in that vein if if because this we're open we me and Dave can't write enough content to satisfy everyone. So if you do have an idea article you want to send something our way yeah. we are absolutely open to anyone writing for the blog. Um, just you know, assume, shoot it to us. Yeah. Uh, just LFC Tampa eighteen at gmail dot com. Just send us an article, you know, or even pitch your ideas uh, for content you want to see. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, this is about uh, providing uh, entertainment and content for you guys. So the more insight you give us to how to provide better content, the better that we can provide it for them. That's it. Exactly. So um, to to the the point of this podcast, really, I think we're we're looking to do it once a month. Uh, and kind of the point in it being to sum up the previous month and kind of look ahead to the next month. Now, yeah. seeing as this is, we're looking back at August. Uh, August is the transfer window. Um, we're not going to get into the players we brought in. I think it's been pretty well covered, and we'll talk about them soon enough coming up in the pod. So we're just going to jump right in and start talking about some of the players that have left on loan. Yeah. Um, how we see the loans going and, you know, anything that we know about how they've been performing so far so that you guys can know. I've watched a few myself and tried to keep up on them, but let's just... I mean, anybody that's playing for Rangers, I'll give it a yeah, watch. Yeah, right. Just to see how Stevie's doing. Let's do him. Let's then, you know, you know... Should we start with the Rangers players? Yeah, let's go to... Let's go right into the Rangers players. Well, Flano went there on a free, but, I mean, 
I'm, I'm happy he's gone. Yeah, I'm, it, it had to happen, right? Let's just get him off the If boat. you don't know, I'll let you Google it, and you'll be happy he's gone, too. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. the kind of, you know. He gave us great moments. He, yeah, he was part of that 13-14 side. I'll never forget that. But, you know, it matters how you conduct yourself <laughs> yeah. off the pitch. So. And then he also, to be fair, put that amazing tackle in on Raheem Sterling. He did. Uh, first game back at Anfield. And for, for that alone, maybe we, we remember him a bit fondly, but he, it was his time to go. Yeah, and he had, you know, he had some great moments. Don't get me wrong. But None better, speaking of upcoming opponents, than his erection via Spurs. The, oh. you know, one of the greatest moments of, <laughs> of Liverpool football. I will never forget. Flano, for, for some reason, finds himself in the squad, playing way above his level. He gets, way above He's his playing level. away at Spurs. It's, it's right before Christmas, so right before we play City. People are kind of starting to ask, can Liverpool even sustain this? And then John Flano decides to smack a half volley into the top corner. And it was one of those it was one of those goals you're like, why was he even there? Exactly. Like that guy's not an attack he's not even a good attacking fullback. He's not even a good fullback, quite frankly. He had no right to be there. <laughs> he played he played mainly left back for us, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That season he was yeah. big at left so back. So he had snuck in from the left wing and found himself in this central position in the box, mm -hmm. as your left back normally does. <laughs> and the ball, he just has an instinct. He had an instinct about him that season where to be at the right time, and it just fell to him. And he that's, I it. think that's why we signed Alberto Moreno was that play. They were like, let's get a left back that does that by nature, you know, and he can juggle. And like, here's, the, here's the deal. We'll get, let's get a left back who can score against Spurs and only do it once. Yeah. And his first cracking time. goal. <laughs> just exactly. an amazing goal. It makes you believe, like, we solved the left back problem. Yeah, right. It's uh, the new John Arisa. Mm. But uh, moving on from Flano, the other two players that we have there that are on loan are actually Ajaria, uh, Ovi Ajaria, and Ryan Kent. Uh, Ryan Kent, I think we should start with Ryan Kent and go out on Crescendo because Kent hasn't been performing as well as no. Ajaria has. Um, I, I honestly don't know if that guy, if this one is an LFC player, like long term. I don't think he has. He's not of the mold. He got some minutes for us. What when, I think it was when Klopp first showed up. Yeah, he. Uh, but he was in the mix of like youth players that could possibly. He was in and around the Ben Woodburns. He was in and around the Ojos when he was having yeah. his moment. Um, it's, he never. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. It, he probably played a couple FA Cup matches, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when Jose so. Enrique is captaining the side against <laughs> whoever that third division, second division team was, I can't remember now. Um, and he just. He yeah. He just. There was a lot of talk coming out from him about wanting to break into the squad last season, and then he went out on loan to Frankfurt and just didn't play at all. And when he nah. did play, he was absolutely horrid. Mm. Um, and just didn't get any experience. He came back in this summer talking about how there was a lot of talk about how, well, this could be his chance. Show Klopp. Klopp likes some of the stuff that he sees. Um, I think it says enough about him that we've chosen. Basically, Steven Gerrard is our handcrafted and chosen loan destination. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he's gone there speaks at least a bit highly about him, in my opinion. But I do agree with you. I don't think he's... Yeah, I'm just not sure this player is cut out for it. I actually think he might be in a place where, long term, that's where he ends up. Is is in a league like the Scott, the SPL? Yeah. So, uh, and he's young too. I think he's only 20, 21, if I remember. Maybe he might yeah, be. Yeah, he's not very old, but you know, it's funny though because like you know, ten years ago, you you buy a young twenty two year old, and it's like, oh, he's this is the future. Now you like are looking at eighteen, nineteen year olds, and you're like, if you haven't made it by that time, if you're not like showing signs, yeah, exactly, like it. just get out of here. I can't be bothered with you. Well, no, here's the thing. I'm glad that he's not spending another year in the reserves. Like I, And I know, like, Gerard saying this while he was here in America, like, 
Yeah, is a little bit of a PR exercise, maybe. But he told, I think it was Men in Blazers, he was saying, uh, they were asking him about young players in England that aren't making it into their team. You know, should they continue to play with the reserve sides or should they go to places like MLS, like wherever, and in this case, Scotland? And he was like, yeah. You know, you need to go and you need to play in front of people that yeah. care. Like yeah. 25, if it's 25,000, 30,000 people every night in a competitive game, in a league where people are out to win, that's what you need. You can't keep playing in front of 50 guys and a dog out in the middle of some park. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, it's got to exactly. happen. And yeah. So it's, yeah, I think this is a good move for him. It's If he's going to make it to the next level, he's going to have to make it here. Yeah, but that's true. It's, it's a good move. It'll be interesting to see now after international break. He's got a whole month under his feet, basically. He was he was part of a couple of the sides that played the Europa League games to get them qualified to the group stages. Yeah. It's just that, you know, the guy that we're about to talk about, Ovi Ajaria, has actually just been playing superb. He looks like, yeah, he's made, he definitely can play at this level. Yeah. If he can definitely play at this level. I still think he there's hope for him to play at the next level, which yeah. maybe is a Premier League. or If he doesn't make it for us, but he's so young, he has value, that sell-on quality that FSG has created yeah. through all these young players that we've signed. you know. So he's definitely one for the future. Yeah, it'd be interesting where, to see because he was also part of that group of youth players when Klopp first came in where he was like, he kind of came in and he's like, I, I obviously have a bunch of senior players that I have no intentions of keeping past two, three seasons. Right. Are there anyone, is there anyone available to me in the youth system that I can potentially latch onto and, you know, carry forward and, and be, make part of my plans? And he was in there and he got some games. He played the Wolves game in the FA Cup, that disastrous January we had two seasons mm. ago. And I think, I don't know if it did something to his confidence or if it did something, it was like a PR, kind of bad PR remember, move. I think it was like his first like two or three appearances under Klopp. I actually thought he played pretty well. Like he was positive. He wasn't game changing, but you know, yeah. at his age, who is, right? Yeah. Very f- few special players are. Yeah. But then, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was the Wolves game or what, but at some point he just sort of hit a wall. Yeah. And then it looked like he was never really going to make a big... The same thing happened with Ojo, essentially. I'm pretty... I, if I remember correctly, with Ajaria, there might have even been an injury Maybe. that was sprinkled in there that I hampered his development. Yeah, I, I, I don't keep... As up to date as as maybe I should with the youth and reserves, but yeah. you know, I, if I if I remember correctly, I, I think he did pick up some type of injury that stunted his development a little bit. But yeah, now he's up in in Scotland and in, playing for really a massive club with massive. absolutely right. ravenous supporters. He's yeah. going to get a taste of the old firm. He just got a taste, unfortunately, lost. Yeah, but um, but I mean, the games don't come bigger than that. Exactly, you know I mean? I, and, and you, it, yeah, you. It's, there's something to be said about keeping your youth players around in your system and bringing them up and teaching them your way and doing it like the Barca way, you know, yeah. like La Masia. But eventually, blah, blah, blah. they're going to have to experience those like blood and guts rivalry games. And yeah, that and then you know, one of the best. every so often you get a story where like you know, like a Trent Alexander Arnold where where there's no other choices, so you just throw him in the cauldron at Old Trafford, and he somehow holds his own yeah. and, and, and looks like a world-class player. But for the most part, when and you... And then th- a year later rises to just unbelievable levels. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, there's plenty of time to laud Trent. But, you know, <laughs> it's rare when you throw that player into that situation for the first time, and they're that age, or they just take it by the horns, like, no, this is my level. It's only natural. You see it in European games with 25, 26, 27-year-old 
you know, world-class players, you come to visit Anfield for the first time, and they turn to the left as the cop is roaring, you'll never walk alone, and they kind of just, Matt Hummels talked about it, and he's, yeah. so yeah, getting them that Deer exposure. In the yeah, exactly, like, you get them that exposure at a young age, and, and you know, for all the detractions of the Scottish League, legitimately playing Europa League. Yeah, no. You're going to play decent teams there. Let me tell you something. I went to Hibbs Hearts last year at Easter Road. And the atmosphere in that stadium was class. Yeah. Like, it was fantastic. I'll never forget it. Like, yeah. we, I mean, I just went to watch Liverpool against Manchester United a couple weeks before. Yeah. But this just, like, you could just feel the tension in the air. Like, it's in a very similar way. So I feel like for players who are playing at these Scottish clubs, like, you're still playing at a really high level yeah. in a league where the fans take it extremely seriously. Like you said, Rangers supporters, you're not going to play in front of more people that are, like, fanatical. Yeah, exactly. Like, these people take this shit seriously. Exactly, <laughs> and, they're, and they're, in a good, they're in a good moment, as, as yeah. a certain Jurgen Klopp would say. But And, yeah, that, that passion is definitely coming back full force with the whole movement, like getting Steven Gerrard in as manager, mm. getting into a European competition. It's right. on the ascendancy, so the passion and, and the... It's like, they, yeah, they were dominated by Celtic last year, but it's... You could see the gap closing I each mean, year. I, like it's just getting a little closer, a little closer. I don't know if it's because it's this, you know the new manager effect, but they just only lost one nil. Yeah. So oh, yeah, oh. the and, gap and you, Gerard was pissed. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah, thought yeah. it was a foul. But oh, I mean, he's brilliant. I saw a video of him when they qualified officially because in their in their second leg game they ended up with two red cards. Flanagan was one of them, and they were defending. Uh, I think a one goal aggregate lead for uh, around like 20 minutes and at the final whistle there's this video stevie just giving it the <laughs> come on yeah, just... i love i love the song for him the day he signed you saw that oh right? i haven't no they started chanting he's blue he's white he's fucking dynamite steve gerard <laughs> steve gerard it was great I hope, I hope that some of the players have chance and it's just not the fans chanting the manager's name all the time that'd be a bit shit well it's it's kind of crazy right now because like who's the longest serving player on that roster That's you know what true. i mean like they're in such a rebuild mode there certainly will be players who have songs but scottish football needs that rivalry i'm glad stevie's there i'm glad our youth products are going up there to experience it and and help revive it. Not only just youth products, because staying in Scotland, real quickly, let's just cover the man, the myth, the legend, the ginger man himself. Playing at Hibs. At <laughs> Easter Road. Playing a lot of that. A lot at Hibs. <laughs> I was looking at it before the pod just to get my background research, and uh, I think it was eight appearances, five in the Europa League. Wow. Um, like pre qualifying, pre qualifying. Like they got knocked out in rounds. Like I didn't even know there's many rounds. I think it was like oh, round okay. seven. Yeah, it goes back to like. January of last year. They, they, yeah, they start qualifying <laughs> back then, and then just keep it rolling. Um, That's Adam Bogdan. Yeah, Adam Bogdan with five appearances in the Europa League, three appearances in the Scottish Premier League. He has one clean sheet in eight appearances. And I, saw <laughs> up. And I was putting, as, oh. as I told you, I put notes in the little the little doc that we shared. To, hey, to at least it. he's touching a football, you know. Yeah, he's like he's... trying. God, he was just, just out there giving it his best. You know, the, the best thing that could have happened for Adam Bogdan while he was with us was... <clears throat> To turn into a Colo Torre-esque meme. Right. You know, and, like, have this, like, weird aura about him. And then he dropped the ball at Watford. Literally <laughs> dropped the ball at Watford. <laughs> and just proceeded to be so irrelevant that he couldn't even capture upon... The, he's ginger, he's from Hungary, from Budapest. Like, there's so many things I going didn't for even, the lad. I, he's so forgettable, I it's, forgot he right. was Hungarian. <laughs> 
Well, no, and, this, and you, the funny thing about Bogdan is that we literally signed him because Bolton came to Anfield, and he did that thing where shit keepers at Just Anfield had a brilliant day. Yeah, exactly. Stopped uh, everything, and we're like, you know what? Third choice goalkeeper, not too bad. Let's get Adam Bogdan on a free. So on a free. At least he didn't cost anything, you know? I think his contract is up at the end of the season, so, you know, it's not like he can go prove himself on loan and then we ship him off and make some money. It's just, he's just going to be... He's going to he's going to save his career. That's why he's up there. He's trying to remain a professional footballer. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Hopefully for him it, it works out. Um, Next on the list that I have is Marco Grujic. Good move. I was really happy with it. It was um, Hertha Berlin, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, very good move. I'm happy um, with that because he needed to move. You know, Cardiff was fine. That was a great way to get games. But like, do you really want that player playing under Neil Warnock? No, exactly. You know I think I mean? no. I think Cardiff came back for him. They might even they did. They might even try to buy him, but they definitely tried to loan him again. And I think even Gruyich himself was like, mm, I fancy something else. Yeah, no, and this this is good. This is playing at a higher level and a better. Well, not at a higher level than Cardiff's involved in weekly now, but. Yeah. I also don't like the idea necessarily of going from the championship to playing in a, in a kind of bottom feeder Premier League team for him. Yeah. Like, Hertha Berlin's a, a squad that's going to survive in the Bundesliga, yeah. and he's really going to have to cut his teeth there yeah. and take that next step. Because that's what he's missing. He's just, he's good. You see the you see the ability yeah. when he plays. Absolutely. But it's just, when's he going to take that next little bit that's yeah. going to put him at that it's, level? To that be fair to Lad, he's sitting behind some absolute gems yeah. of midfielders and it's going to yeah. be hard I, I, he's also one that's at the younger side yeah, yeah. he's 20, only 21 I think if memory serves we signed him at 19 so he would be 21 yeah. Um, so yeah he's still at the younger side and you, you, you start panning outward and you look four or five years down the line Either two or three, you know, yeah. like Milner's getting older, exactly. Alana's getting older, and I'm, not that he's necessarily going to step in these roles, but maybe you can free Henderson <clears throat> to do something yeah, else exactly. or whatever, you know. And then, and you never know, you know, Henderson. I think he's twenty eight. Yeah, he's twenty eight. He's getting. He could get to thirty and have a drop off, and just having the options. Obviously, hopefully, Fabinho comes in and is a beast. But if Gruge can develop and playing on the continent, playing in the Bundesliga. And there's a lot to be said about, like you said, it's one thing to be playing the championship for a team that's about to go up and is right. and everything's glorious and the fans are happy. Man, you're and you're winning the, every week. The and dressing you're... room feels great. And then you go and you rejoin that squad and they fight for relegation survival. And now the vibe is completely different. Yeah. And your psyche is in a totally different place. You're like, getting thwacked by Watford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just week in and week out of just turning around and watching your keeper let goals in as you're running back desperately through the midfield. is like, You just don't want that. Troy Troy Deeney just dusts you off. Yeah, he played. Grudge played. Confidence. He's played one game so far. He had a full ninety minutes. He had another appearance where he got two minutes as a sub. Whatever. Um, Yeah, they need to waste some time. I I I honestly haven't watched a a single moment of Grudge, nor have I looked to see what any of the reaction or thoughts on his play were. Mm. Um, The only thing I have seen is that. I can't remember. It was, I think it was Klopp that came out and talked about his loan move and talked about how Hertha is a perfect place for youth to develop and for Grooge to play and learn yeah. his trade a little bit better. I feel very good about it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I it will, it'd be interesting to see next year he comes back because he was sniffing around before he went on loan last season. Yeah, when we had a bit of an injury crisis and then and we like you remember that League Cup game where we lost at Leicester. I thought he was great in that game. Yeah, I mean yeah. not great, but I, let's put it this way: I thought he very much held his own yeah. and showed like he can put in a crunching tackle. He can distribute a little bit so yeah you're right um should we just stick the themes of staying in the same country and and go on to another anonymous individual alan rodriguez 
I, yeah, I don't even know who this kid is. Okay, I, like... I, I, I do, and it's a, it's a funny story, so <laughs> let me tell you. So Alan Rodriguez is a prospect that we signed straight out of Brazil. But we... he's never gotten a work permit, right? Yeah, that's the problem. That's why, yeah. and that's so, why I don't know who this kid is. <laughs> we keep. So the funny thing is, is if, you, if you're active on social media with, if you were active when Coutinho was around, boo, his his boo, um, and you're active with Firmino, like in the off season when the training starts, he's literally attached to the hip to all our Brazilians, Alan Rodriguez. Mm. Like he's like their little brother. And then we just go, yeah, but you don't have a work permit, so... And we've done it the last three seasons. And we can't seem to get him one? Like, I, I feel like we should be good at this. I don't know what it is, it, but, like, he... It's, it's, it's something to do with the internationals, right? Like, he doesn't he hasn't appeared for Brazil. Yes, it's, there's this weird point system that I only know from playing the computer game um, fo- Footy Manager. Okay. Um and there's a point system. And I was if like, you, I swear to God, if you yeah. say FIFA 19. No, 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 no. <laughs> if, 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 you, if, you, uh, if you play like a certain percentage of games for a national team that's certain rank, right. then you, uh, you get like five points and you can get like your permit. But then there's like these different like little check marks like where like you get like, okay, you play like a season in one of the top five European leagues and you play like a certain percentage of games and you get these like three points. And then if you train in a country for like three years, then you get you know another another point, and if you, there's just really weird like check marks to hit, and the one check mark that we're trying to hit right now is getting him to play the percentage of games in one of the top five leagues, um, and I think we sent him out to the we might even send him out last year to Germany as well, and he just he never played, he just never played, and it's just so weird that we would that we would buy a player at such a young age with no prospect of getting him a work permit, and then send him to clubs without even the guarantee that he's even going to play to even get the work permit. He's not even doing anything. How many points are the Rowdies worth? Oh, <laughs> goodness, right? Send him on over. Send him on over. He's probably really him. boss for the yeah. NASL. Uh, yeah, or yeah. USL, my, my apologies. He's but probably really boss for the USL. Yeah. Probably boss. Oh, he would. He would plug in for Joe Cole, and he, <laughs> Joe Cole could just go play striker and sit up there because so his legs can be conserved, and he can just turn around and bicycle kick every <laughs> five and ten minutes whenever we need him to actually do something, right. rather than just running like a headless chicken through the midfield. Like who's who's actually going to be able to pass a ball with me? One two. <laughs> who's it going to be? Absolutely no one. It's, it's yeah. Alan Rodriguez. That's the. Yeah, let's go get Alan Rodriguez. <laughs> Get Collins on the phone. I have the the solution for him. Um, <clears throat> so, I think. How about now we get into you know the two the two lads that we have loaned that are pros- probably most likely going to uh, end up not with us by the start of next season, and that is you know first firstly Danny Ings, who's been at Southampton. So here's the question: What's your goal total on Danny Ings oh, at gonna, Southampton? He's going to score twenty across the season in all competitions. I hope you're right. I think he will. I, I hope you're right. I love. I like Danny Ings. He's a good guy. I mean, it's right. his prior to his Liverpool career, comes up with Burnley. I believe he scored ten plus goals as something like a 22, 23 year old. Uh, then we sign him, and you know, you wouldn't be you know blamed for forgetting that he actually started his first season with us, which was Rogers' last little two or three months in the beginning of Klopp on fire. He scored against Everton. I think he scored against Norwich, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like two goals in his in his, or th- he had a goal in the League Cup as well or something, and he was scoring goals, which think, is like the key thing for a striker coming in. Yeah, and then as you know, first session under Klopp, like first session under Klopp, does his knee in? Does it? Yeah, and, and just does it, does it the next year too? Exactly. Oh, no, no, yeah, it was it was didn't 
Yeah, it was like the first game under Klopp like yeah. when it happened. Yeah, or was it was. It the, was it a training session? No, it was the. It was literally like ten minutes into the first training session. Oh my god! I remember there was the Twitter. Someone had had gotten the video of it on Twitter, and like it was just him running down the line, and he landed his foot wrong, and it just you know uh, knees do what knees do, and just had no. just gone. And then yeah, it took. It wasn't that I. It, I don't think he injured again. It just took so long for, because you know you tear your ACL. Well, he right. tore the other one, didn't he? When he came back, he like... Oh, you're right. Yeah, he told no, the yeah, other one. That's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It's just yeah. brutal, man. It's just yeah. brutal. And luck. it wasn't even that... <clears throat> if I remember, it wasn't even that vicious of a challenge. Just, like, knees knocked together. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, yeah, Danny Ings is out another season. And by the time he, get, he by the time he finally gets fit, you got Mo Salah, you got Sadio Mane, you got Roberto Firmino. Yeah, like, how, how are you going to come back from two ACLs and jump in with Salah? Like, forget it. And, <clears throat> you know... <clears throat> I actually, think he's going to go full... Dirk Kout this season and score like 11, but 10 of them from inside the six-yard box. I wouldn't be know? shocked if, he, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if he got up to 20 across all competitions. Um, he's already scored, what, two? Yeah, yeah, he's got two. And he and came then, on so, as a substitute. So I don't know what the – I wish I knew what the, like, performance-based things are because we can get up to 20 mil for him. It's, yeah. like, basically <clears throat> going to be 18, but they can tack on an extra two mil. Yeah based on appearances and goals. Yeah. So I'm like, if he plays like 15 games and scores yeah. 11 goals, right. like, that's got to be worth two mil it in has today's to, market. Absolutely. Especially when you're buying a striker who hasn't really played for three years. Right. Like 15 goals should absolutely be worth for a guy that's just not even... And if he keeps them up, like, yeah, yeah cough it up. Dude, that's yeah. nothing it, out of your and TV it, money. And it's his boyhood club. So yeah. that's, that's yeah. pretty awesome for him. Yeah. And he, he gets to come to his squad that they have another injury-ridden striker, Charlie Austin, so he'll probably be able to take it full force and just claim. He probably has already claimed the job, to be fair. To be fair, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, played, <clears throat> he's played really brilliant. And, you know, I think Southampton's clause to buy him is an obligation, not it so is. much as an option. No, it's not an option. So, like they're gonna, I, th I felt like it was like, take him now, but you can pay us later. That's essentially what it is. Yeah, so regardless of even if he, like, scores, like, 47 goals and – just smashes Salah's record, all 47 in the Premier League. Not even a single FA Cup <laughs> league goal, just all 47 across just the Premier League. Yeah, just hat tricks galore. We can't even go, well, actually, uh, he's going to Southampton. Yeah, yeah. But it I, is what it is. I, best of luck to Denny Ings. He's scored against the Blue Shite, so for that mm -hmm. alone, he deserves uh, all the love and adoration that we can give him. Yeah, just, no, I was like, if he scores at United, I'm going yeah right. Just hey, just Danny. Let just, him keep the two mil. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, just uh, <clears throat> beat Man United a couple times. Beat City once. You know, just yeah, do us a couple favors. Undercover red, as we call them. Yeah. Undercover couple red. favors. Mamadou Sako, second game. Went a little bit of wonky with the legs. Undercover reds. Never forget. <laughs> they never forget. The other guy, of course, that's um, and this one isn't an obligation to buy. It's an option to buy. Is Loris Karius uh, going to Besiktas? Yeah. I mean, I hope I wish him the best. I really hope that he he gets past it. Final was just brutal. Roughest day I've ever seen an individual player have. So I hope he I hope he just buries it in the past, takes over the Besiktas job. But it's a two year deal, right? It's a two year loan. Um, I think so. I think you. you know, I don't know if you're right on that. I think it might just be the one year loan with the option to buy at the end of it. All right. You might be right though. Well, if it's two year. Yeah, I, I thought I thought I'd read that it was a two year deal. And then, yeah, they were going to revisit it. But yeah. in any case, if he does well there, we only paid, what, I think it was 4.7? Yeah, something like that. So if he does well there, it, it, this is a really experienced keeper, so he had a bad moment. But yeah. other than that, you can get like 15 I, mil. I think the obligation least. is double digits. I think it's at least $10 million to buy. 
No, that's, see, that's fine. And from what I've heard uh, from my inside sources in the Turkish Superliga, um, <laughs> Besiktas' old keeper is... Just, if, if people have uh, Is it a attacks, Hungarian ginger? No, yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He was on loan. He snuck in. Uh, no, it's it was this old Turkish guy. And if if Loris Karius, just one performance in the Champions League final, gives you heart palpitations, you would not survive, apparently. The Besiktas keeper. <laughs> he is so bad that, that you know, Besiktas fans are known. They did it with Sturridge when there's a rumor that a player might come to their club. Their social media team is almost on par with the country of Egypt when it comes to internet presence. And they just flood players. And when he when it was announced that there was a rumor, they were just, come to Besiktas, come to Besiktas, comments. If you go to his pictures before he moved, it's just nonstop comments, come to Besiktas. So they absolutely wanted him. They're going to give him a chance. It's first, he's played one game, made a brilliant one-on-one save on the striker, uh, and then they ended up tying 1-1. The goal, because of who he is and what happened to him, was blamed on him. Like, oh, Loris carries, of course. But it was it was like a cross to the near post, and it was an area where there was three defenders standing around an attacker who was left free. And like, yeah, maybe the keep, maybe a world class keeper, maybe like your once in a lifetime Manuel Neuer's, Oliver Kahn's have the balls and the ability to rush out and catch that ball. But ninety nine percent of the keepers in the world have to stay on their line, and then the guy has a free header and it goes in. It's not really his fault. So, mm. made really made like a, an amazing save. Obviously, one game you can't make any judgments yeah. based on one game. So, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> I like comparing Besiktas fans to the country of Egypt. Like so, like when Besiktas is going to sign a player, do the fans like break into their hotel room? And... <laughs> oh no, no, not on that level. In the middle of the night. <laughs> Not so much the, uh, yeah, exactly. Not, not so much the uh, wealthy members of the Egyptian population, more the yeah. people that are on the Twitter sphere. They bring, like, Erdogan to yeah. meet the player. Oh, like, yeah, take pictures yeah, with him. Poor Mo. Poor Mo. <laughs> poor guy. Hopefully all that gets figured out. But yeah. um, Seems they've put it aside because he had two goals for him over the weekend. So. The only thing the only thing about the Carius loan that interests me is that, you know, heading into the season, it, it, Klopp was... First of all, if we couldn't get Allison, 100% prepared to play Loris Carey. He was ready to roll. Yeah. So the fact that it's, it almost seems like we're letting him go on the cheap, I understand that it makes more sense to me to keep Mignolet for half a season, try to identify a backup, and let Loris Carey's play to get his confidence back. Yeah. Um, it makes more sense to me that at the end of that, he has a chance to come back and like prove himself. Like Obviously, I don't think he's has a ceiling as high as Allison. No. But I think there's merit in sending him out on loan. He proves himself. He does amazing. He comes back, tries to earn the job. Either does, doesn't. Either Klopp's standing there going, actually, this lad's come on a little bit. And he's actually giving Allison a bit of a run for his money. I feel comfortable playing him in Champions League games and rotating him in. Yeah. Um, or at least the domestic cups. He's playing all the time, like whatever. So because because that is, you know, the best case scenario for me is that. I try to fantasize ways that this at loan doesn't end um, with him at Besiktas permanently. And the only thing I've come up with is it's really on Karius, which I think is brilliant, is that, you know... If they put up the ten million, he still has to sign the contract and say, "Yeah, I'm going." Yeah. So if he does well, and Besiktas says, "Yeah, here's ten million, we want him," he can all, he can go. And you know what? Actually, with all due respect, I'm heading back to Melwood, and I'm going to try to win my job back. So you never know, but most likely, I he, mean, Mig, you know, Minile. Yeah. I, I don't hate Minile no, by any but, means, but he's not going to take it from Allison. We know that. No, he doesn't so. even want to. He wants out. He's he just wants to go, yeah. Oh, poor me. Yeah. I make so much money. 
I like Klopp's reaction to it. Like, oh, he gets paid. Yeah, he gets paid pretty well. And, uh, I don't know what he's complaining about. I wouldn't want him if he just was cool with being number two. So um, let's let's wander down into the championship real quick and talk about uh, first of all Benny Woodburn. Ah, yes. Yeah, he's kind Welsh. of been. He's kind of because Trent came in and did what he did. He's kind of and he, he got injured last season. Been forgotten. Yeah, Welsh international man. Like he's. He plays for the Welsh team. He has a good, he has a good high ceiling, but you know what? You know what I find interesting is he looked completely different the last time I saw him than the time I saw him before that. Like, That's true. He's changing a lot right now because of his age. So I'm wondering what he's gonna be like physically yeah. as a player. You know, in like two years, because yeah. Ojo went through the same thing, right? Like when Ojo came into this preseason, I was like, "Is that him?" Yeah, he was like, like a beast. Yeah, like he, was he packed massive. on some yeah. mass, man. Yeah. <laughs> He posted a uh, Twitter photo of him just shirtless when he first showed up in Melwood. Like, yeah, have a look at that. This is what I've been working on all summer. Yeah, you see that? I was like, yeah, I see it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what kind of creatine are you drinking? Right. Like, oh, my goodness. Right. But, yeah, I mean, he, he scores that goal. Youngest Liverpool player to score a goal. He goes to Wales, scores that goal. Yeah, that was a great goal. And, honestly, one of the uh, most hair-raising moments in football like, like, regardless of team, if it, the, in the highlight, the the stadium just starts singing the national anthem yeah. out of nowhere, and the ball's getting played around. Yeah. And then as they're reaching the crescendo of the national anthem, it falls to Ben Woodburn, and he just smacks it in the bottom corner, and it's like, <laughs> this can't be real. I know. Yeah. This it's like it's like it came out of a video game. Yeah, right. Or something, you know? so, someone sat down. The script writers of the international friendly league or whatever <laughs> sat down. Like, the actually, league of nations. Yeah. Oh God, goodness gracious. That was just a. Fun. What I think is great about it is no one knows how it works. Oh, no one can tell you. I've looked, I've looked it up. This is what I've come up with. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it's not gonna work. It's, it's a great idea work. to make friendlies matter, but at the end of the day, I even like the idea of countries playing in like more of a league setup. Yeah. Like I do like the idea. I just don't think it's gonna work. No. Like, four groups of three, and the winners go to a final. Yeah. And... and then, like, it's going to eliminate meaningless friendlies. I'm like, not really, though, because if it's a group of three, two of them play each other, and the other one goes and plays a meaningless friendly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it doesn't get rid of the meaningless friendly. No, yeah, because you know? I was under the impression that it was all League of Nations nonstop. This internet, I got really excited because in the, the top division, you have France and Germany lumped together, and I think Italy's like the other mm-hmm. team in there. Yeah. And then you have England, Croatia, Spain as a group, and it's like, ooh, that's pretty sexy. And then even if you, you know, you're like a bit of a football fiend, you start going down the lower divisions and you start looking at some of the groups. You're like, actually, yeah. Iceland, Switzerland. I do want to see what happens when, I, when Iceland plays Switzerland. Apparently, Switzerland is so much better than Iceland because yeah. they absolutely five de- nil and Shakiri was good in that game. Scored a, a, one of those cheeky free kicks that people try from the from the side of the box. Like I'm going to put it far post over the keeper. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. And if it goes over, fuck all my teammates. No crosses. I'm sorry. Apologies. I'm, a, I'm an absolute tit. But if it goes in, yeah, I'm a brilliant. genius. I'm a fucking genius. But I, yeah. I, I woke up Saturday and watched Northern Ireland versus Bosnia-Herzegovina. And it, w- it wasn't that it was a bad game. It's just like by halftime, I'm I'm sitting there going, God, I really miss Liverpool. Like, why am I watching <laughs> <That's> this? Exactly. <laughs> oh, this international break is brutal. Get me. It's been absolutely brutal. But yeah, so back to to Benny Woodburn. Um, Down in the championship, uh, playing for Sheffield United. To be fair, he hasn't really gotten in to begin with, and that doesn't bode so well. I'm not Um, crazy about when they go down there and then they don't play. If you're going down there, you need to play. Otherwise, you might as well just stay. 
Exactly, yeah. but you know, he does need to get experience. He does need to play a little bit more. He had a golden opportunity presented to him last January when we started going through those midfield problems because we saw in the preseason he played a bit of the 10, but he got injured, and so he couldn't get in. And, yeah, he needs to kind of jumpstart. And so we'll see. Once again, it's been four games across most of four or five, six games in the championship across most. Yeah. I don't watch leagues. enough Sheffield. Yeah, right. well, what are they, the uh... – the owls or something? Oh no, that's, that's Sheffield that, Wednesday. That's Wednesday. Yeah, I used I used to know. I don't even remember because we, Neil Warnock once came with Sheffield United to Liverpool in the FA Cup and beat us, and it yeah. just absolutely made me so upset as a young child. I was so livid. Yeah, it's the FA Cup magic. No, we've had some brutal. Yes, FA Cup exactly. Results. I don't give a fuck about FA Cup magic. I you want were, the big teams to you win. Remember when I think it was like Havant and Waterlooville oh came to Anfield, and how like much of a like struggle was it that, was. Which one was it that Roy Hodgson oversaw that we lost? Oh god! And he was said it was a famous one nil attempt. Oh. oh, it was yeah, Roy Hodgson. Let's not even let's not even go back there. Let's please, let's we'll get that. it. That will save that for that episode <laughs> where we talk about the things you need to do if you're new. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're new to being a liberal supporter, one of those things is actually if you want to appre- fully appreciate where we're at. Like you need to go back and remember yeah. those years. Um, the other one in the championship right now is, um, oh, sh- I've lost my Harry, uh, Harry, Harry Wilson, Wilson at Derby. Yeah, yeah. Um, Frank Lampard's Derby. <laughs> Which has me yeah. mixed feelings, but you know. But uh, so he what, he played at Hull last year, had a good season. It was amazing, apparently. Like, yeah, killed it. If he can do it again, then there's a definite case of like, hey, if you're gonna go out on loan again, I mean, you got to move up. Like, yeah, you need to go to a yeah. first division somewhere. Yeah, you know. But I think he's he's definitely a good player. Really, I think he's uh, he's somebody we're going to see a lot of in the future, but I don't know at what point because of this front three that we have now. Yeah, <laughs> I, at some point, I think... Um, Maybe if, like, Adam Alana kind of goes his way. Uh, that's the other thing is with Klopp, with some of these players, like like a Genie Vinaldum is a perfect example, that, you know, are wingers, and then he's like, well... You, <laughs> He could, like, you're right, yeah. maybe Adam Lallana gets a little older, and it's like he takes that spot, and he plays a t- little bit of a 10, and then every yeah. so often he's the because I think he could f- slide into a role like that. Yeah, he's very creative. I mean, he's you know, as, as famous, if you don't know the story, his grandpa uh, bet that he would one day appear for Wales uh, when his grandson was born, and he cashed in at the age of 16. So, like, yeah, it was pretty... He was probably thinking, yeah, maybe one day he's 22. No, 16, six years early. Give me that. Who's the bookie that t- who sets those odds? My grandson, he'll play for Wales. I'm like, okay. I feel like I feel like our odds of having a Welsh international in the squad sooner. That's true. Yeah, it's not bad between that's Woodburn true. and him. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, maybe we do. Although the idea of helping Ryan Giggs do anything positive doesn't sit well with me. But it, yeah. it is what it is. Well, it is I don't think about is. that. Um, those are really the main ones. We we have a few other players out, like Taiwo Awoniwi. He's at Ghent. He's apparently class. He's very young, so to be playing. In the Belgian league is is I know it's the Belgian league, but I, I mean, like that you were like before you say anything. Yeah, no, I, I saw you gearing up. Like I don't even know who. What is it? Uh, no, no, because I, I have not seen him at all. I was just gonna say I don't know. I haven't seen about either. Player. But uh, if I remember correctly, he did. I think he was in either the Norwegian league last year. He did very decent there. Very decent, like you know, like you know, uh, averaging a seven every game or whatever. Um, 
haven't I haven't seen anything of him. That's why I'm throwing him in this section of here's some other players, and I don't know anything <laughs> about Ghent or what their aspirations are this or season. Or what the quality of the opposition um, they face. Another is. another work permit, Loney, Anderson Arroyo. We signed this this lad uh, last season in the January window, I believe. He's this young Colombian left back, if memory serves me correctly. He's a defender, I know that. Got to get him a work permit. So mm. he's at Mallorca's B team, which is... <laughs> You know, oh, work man. permit. You got to play in Spain. Spain's yeah. one of those countries that can get you the work permit much faster than the other ones because of the point system that it's on. True. Um, then Herbie Kane. Herbie. The other H Kane that you should know about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are they related? Uh, I don't think so, but he he does have a massive troll looking face like Harry Kane does. <laughs> he just just something about him. Um, he's actually apparently been absolutely killing it at Doncaster. <laughs> I've seen some tweets. Is he just claiming everyone's goals? Yes. Yeah. That's how it works. He's had three appearances. He scored 17 goals in, across across all games, uh, all, all all competitions so far. Um, but that one's only till January. We have Shamal George, who, if you don't know, is a quite tall and he goalkeeper, and he he's the one yeah. who turned. Was he the one that turned Alexi Sanchez uh, in the preseason? Is it? I think, no. Was it him? No, 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 no. Because that was the two. Uh, what like the Polish kid. I don't remember. I that. think it was Shamal George, to be fair, because Shamal George. Also, I don't remember him playing for us. In the also in a preseason, he? he got an appearance as a striker one time because he's just <laughs> massive. He's absolutely massive, and he's. I, think I know he, who you're talking about, though, because yeah. they're like they're pictures of him because he's like six seven or something like that. Yeah. It's like NBA size. And then another uh, loan till January is Connor Randall, who was another one of those youth players that Klopp kind of fiddled around with when he first came. Uh, sorry, that sounded wrong, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> He experimented with him a little bit to see if he had the stuff. He quite honestly does not have the stuff. He's a right back. We have several like right backs right now yeah. in, in the form of Nathaniel Klein, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and Joe Gomez. So, I, I I think I'm almost done considering Gomez a right back. I'll be honest. That's true. Like, but. To be fair, but in, if uh, the worst case scenario, if we need to, we can shift him over there to the right. That's true. Um, so now that we've wrapped up that quite lengthy affair of all the loanees, if if well, if, you didn't mention Ojo. Oh, apologies. That's because <laughs> my my apologies. I skipped right over Ojo right up there. Well, he's at Reams, isn't that yeah, where? Um, that's where. Dunham. I'm assuming that's how you say that too. I don't know. It's it's any, French. It could be any, Reams. Any or ream or rhyme or reason, my friend. <laughs> However you say it. But it's, no, it's it, League One. Isn't that where uh, Matt Miazga is too? Is that where Matt Miazga is? I think so. He's on loan from Chelsea. Is that where Matt Shorten yeah, come little... down to my level? Yeah. Matt Miazga. <laughs> that was brilliant. By Everyone's the way. like so offended by it. I'm like, no, come it's... on. Listen, come on. I, I I'm a quarter Mexican. I've, I lived it's a U.S. In, Mexico. I lived in Miami for two years. A Latin player sometimes. Listen, I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers, but Latin players sometimes they need to be reminded exactly just how short they are. <laughs> like, listen, you're barking at me. I'm I'm two stories above where you are right now. I can't even it's, hear you. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, please. You were this short, but then you know the other big lad comes busting in. Oh, I, I'm here to save him. Hey, isn't that a bit demeaning to your shorter friend that you, the tall friend, has to right. come in and take on this like, tall wait, man? You think that he can't? <laughs> exactly. What about size of the dog in the fight, man? <laughs> exactly, come on. Exactly. Exactly. What yeah. if he has some gnashers on him? You know, like Luis Suarez bites right into Matt Miazga, <laughs> takes him down, tears tears out his Achilles tendon. And then stands over his, you know, conquered body and soul. And <laughs> short people can do this too. No, a lot, a lot of people I've talked to, they're split on it. 
if they are above 5'10", they're like, yeah, no big deal. If they're under that, they're like, how dare he? As a short person, I've had this happen to me many times, and I do not appreciate it. It's like, well, yeah, but it's hilarious, so get over it. And it wasn't to you, so get over it. Please get over it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ojo, League uh I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I... I don't know about the quality of the games they're playing every week. Like PSG is just gonna run away with the league, and then you've got like two other, two or three other teams. Yeah, Monaco, that are like, Marseille. That's about it. Other yeah. than that, I think everybody else is kind of at a subpar level. Yeah, basically. Not, I mean, I'm, I don't want to insult the league, but it's not it's the not most great. competitive. It's not great. It's always settled by March. No, it's it's really a terrible league. Yeah, I mean, th- it's always been a terrible league. There was a run of seven years where Lyon was like, we'll just win it every year. Walking it, and they didn't even have a squad like PSG has now. I think their best player was Jorginho, who was class at free kicks, and to be fair, was like you know, brilliant player. But like, other than that, I can't remember a single person that they even had on their squad. And like, the best French players, they either play at PSG or they bounce. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, (laughs) come over to the Premier League and move around between Chelsea and Arsenal, or go play in France, you know, like Ribery did. Yeah, you're right. Nah, or Germany, you mean. Or, yeah. That's what I meant, Germany. Leave He's France. French. Yeah, yeah. Leave France, go wait, to Germany. Wait, wait, wait yeah, a second, what are you talking about? Anyways, now that we've <laughs> talked about Ojo and his, you know, League One. Right. Checked stint. all the boxes, Yeah, we've okay. checking the list right now. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, we've got it. All right. Um, so how are so, you feeling about things so far? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Four games in, yeah. 12 from 12. So, yeah, just, you know, West Ham 4-0, Palace away 2-0, Brighton home 1-0, Leicester City away 2-1. Um, I guess if I want to be greedy, I can go, I can't believe we let in that goal at Leicester. I mean, everybody's beating up the keeper, but you know that keepers play football now. That's kind of what they do. You have to expect it a little bit. And you can't, I mean, it's going to, the mistakes are going to happen, but. It also didn't cost us. And then it's like, you could tell it bothered him afterwards. So if it's like. If that's yeah. the cost of him learning the lesson, exactly. maybe don't play Klopp, around so much. And Klopp said it best. He was like, well, I'm happy it happened, and then it, it didn't matter, and it was in a game that we were 2-0 up, and now you know. And basically he came out, he's like, I will never let this, Allison, I'll never let this happen again. Man. Absolutely not. We, we were you know, talking about it at the pub afterwards, and uh, you know Frank, he yeah. watches a lot of the Italian league, and he was saying to me, he's like, you know, in Italy, like no one pressures you like that. So that's, like, a lesson he's got to learn. And that's a valid point, I think. Like, you just – like, there's going to be a betting in period. It's been a pretty good one. Yeah. I'm not he's complaining us, about anything else. By so. my estimation, yeah, he's won us four points with the, the save against that free kick uh, when we were 1-0 up at Palace and then against Brighton with that 87-minute palm of the header. Mm-hmm. That's four points right there. Yeah. And it's got us top of the league. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, four games, 12 points. What more can you ask for as a fan? No, and his distribution's fantastic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, <laughs> I think it was Redman tweeted out, uh, Allison could find Jose Mourinho's happiness with a pass. <laughs> <laughs> Where has Jose Mourinho's happiness gone? Oh, Maybe man. we'll discuss it later on. Stick around. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, back to, like, the overall view of it, it's, it's brilliant. It's... You know, we haven't even hit full stride. That's We're top of the league. Exactly. That's the thing that should be most frightening for anyone that considers us rivals to the title. You know, like a Man City. And to be fair, no one's really hit top form yet. No. no. But we are nowhere, I, nowhere near as good as we can be going forward. Where we have hit top form is at the back. Yeah. As well. no, and I'm, you couldn't be happier about yeah, right? that. Jeez. It's, it's going to be a long process. 
to get rid of that clench and feeling in your stomach when you're one nil <laughs> up in games, it's going to take a very long time. And I to just, feel comfortable exactly yeah, with a lead. But you should. Now you should. You should look at yeah. him. We've got Van Dyke back there. We got Joe Gomez playing like he's four years older. And Dude, the way Genie has stepped into the six these oh, four yeah, games, just... like. And then you got Trent, who's you know not playing at the same level he was, but he's still playing brilliantly. And then Andy Rabo is just what what can't you say about Andy Rabo? Yeah, no, he's like a, he's basically a cult hero at this point. And like we should all wear kilts on his birthday. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I would actually. Uh, I'm in. Let's do it. That's hey, when's his birthday? If it's on Shady's birthday, we're having a great time. Oh, it's gonna be a wild kilts night. Kilts and, and shots all night long. Might even have to get some bagpipes out there and really just. Do it up, uh, mainly in honor. Have you ever tried to make one make noise? It's like impossible. I no, have no I've, idea. I've how never. <laughs> it's got incredible. My hands on a set of bagpipes. Oh, <laughs> it's never... incredible. Like I, I, I picked it up, and just holding it is a process. Yeah. And then getting it to make a sound is like and then, exhausting. And then at the, if it's really that hard, and the payoff is that noise, <laughs> what is in it for anyone? Like, why is anyone in this? In this game of, ba- of playing bagpipes, if the payoff of this hard struggle is... Th- <laughs> like, what is the point? If, now that you've told me that, I don't see any reason for the bagpipes to exist. Uh, it's a Scottish thing. I see, yeah, okay, sorry. Hey, and they can, be, they can be awesome when played appropriately. That's true. And, like, on sunrise type of events where you're on the beach... Yeah. yeah, see, they yeah. have their place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one specific place. Or if you're, like, rolling out on the battlefield. Yeah, um, yeah right. Um, but also part of that, you know, our, our start to the season is Mane is back. It, I'm telling you, I've been saying it, I've been telling everybody this. He's scoring 30 goals easy. Yeah, I was in, I'm in agreement with you on this one. He's scoring 30 goals. He looks ripe for it. Yeah. Like, he's... This is maybe the best I've seen him look since he came. Yeah, it's, that's... You're close because I mean I, that first season was incredible. Yeah, but but it's hard to compare it because he has such like way better players around him, and, and I I'm going to get a lot more opportunities. Exactly, I agree with you. And if if everyone remembers, I know you want to forget, but he was our one shining beacon of light in that Champions League final. He scored the goal. He hit the post. He was no, causing he was... problems when Salah went off. He was the the reason I didn't give up hope till like eighty minutes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Final whistle, lad. Uh, I know. <laughs> I you know what? I wanted to be. I wanted it to be that way, but it wasn't. No, you you got reason. in my ear very drunkenly at like around the seventy fifth minute. I was like, "Fucking sing!" You're like, "We need to sing. We need to get everyone." I was so hammered, dude. The pictures of me from that night. Oh, I man. saw one of you outside on the porch having a snooze. Ow. <laughs> having a snooze. I like as soon as the final whistle went, I just looked at Declan. I was like, drinking that one off. And we just started. <laughs> Let's go. We just raged like hard. Yeah, it I was just, bad. I had, to, I had to take my shirt off and just walk outside and just start screaming obscenities and then seeing old poor Scouser Tommy because that brings you back around. Yeah. I browned out. I time traveled that night. It was, browning out. Oh man, so I was like in out. I apparently I had like a meal and several drinks that I was unaware of. Like oh. I found out about that later yeah. from several sources. Yeah. But <laughs> apparently I was just sitting in the corner at one point, just oh. mashing this burger yeah. into my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> but yes, so Mane, I agree with you. I think. You know, in a healthy manner, there's that, that competitive nature that exists in him to be like, you know, Salah was brought in to be my backup. Salah was supposed to be 
my second fiddle. Yeah. And he's not upset about it. I'm not. I'm not trying to make it sound like he's you know taking it personally that Salah had a great season. He's got a chip on his shoulder. No. Yeah. You know. It's just a natural, healthy, competitive thing when you have world class players in your squad. That one of them wants to be the shining star, and that's that's we haven't had that in so very long. No. And I think that we haven't had multiple players capable of being that guy exactly. in a long time. So I, yeah, I think this is the season Sadio Mane. Avoiding ridiculous, weird, fluky red cards to begin seasons and kind of having injuries, you know, persisting from the prior season, having a shortened World Cup. Um, yeah, it's the it's right there on a plate for teams to pay way more attention to Salah and maybe give a little bit more space to Mane on the opposite wing and to be punished by it yeah. nonstop. It oh, what I love about everybody paying attention to Salah is they still aren't paying attention to Bobby. That's true. Which is great. Don't just, pay attention yeah, to Bobby. No, you don't need to pay any attention to him. <laughs> just let him wander through your midfield and just uh, lay balls off and win possession with his back to goal. Goals. Yeah, just yeah, don't don't worry about the lad. But you know, speaking of Salah, it's it's funny because it's the same exact way his season started last year. Was Where he's he like just struggling to hit the net. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was like, and everyone was like, "Oh, thirty-five million for a guy who needs to work on his finishing." And then you know, fast forward, obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're all fucking. You know. I got. I got to say, I was not one of those people. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Arsenal goal, I was like, I'm oh, sold yeah. right now. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like that Mane moment when he, also against Arsenal in his first season, where he yeah. cut in and he put it top corner. Like, With yeah, his left. You know yeah. what? Yeah, I think we're going to like this guy. I'll take what? him every day of the week. But, yeah, it's I, I didn't jump like to conclusions rationally like that either. And then, as you saw, like he just found it all of a sudden. It just was like putting the ball in the net was second nature to him. And, and that probably is going to happen again this season. Yeah. Klopp, if it takes him a little time, but we're winning games, I don't. Whatever. I yeah. will wait for Salah to hit form. And two goals in four games and two assists. If you, you extrapolate that out, that's 38 goals contributed to in a Premier League season. It's 19 goals scored. It's 19 assists provided. That's a pretty that's a pretty amazing season for a winger. Yeah. So, hey, he's, he's actually playing shit compared to where he was at the end of last season. But in the grand scheme of football, he's actually having a pretty decent season. So it's a beat cheeky to be like, oh, he needs to get a bit better because he's he's been providing what he needs to provide. Maybe yeah. not at the same level, but he's it's gonna get there. Yeah, you know, um, tough World Cup, you know. Yeah, I can't wait to see this that front three pick up where it left off. Right. But with Keita behind him, when right. Fabinho finally right. is settled into that role, like I, I see what Klopp's doing with it. Right, I mean, I can let me say I don't see it. Obviously, I'm not there, but I can see. Like taking that same path that like Robertson took, yeah, or that um, you know other players where they've come in and it, it takes them a little time to learn the system to settle in. Yeah, I think that what Klopp wants out of Fabinho, it's not like you can just walk in and do that. Yeah, so we just need these other guys. You know, you need Hendo, you need Genie to kind of plug in there, do the do that yeah. gritty work for a little while while he because he's coming from France. This is yeah. not the same thing. Yeah, now, we'll get back. Yeah, but once he plugs in there, you're right. Like once we, like once yeah, Fabinho was bought to obviously be like our six. Like he was bought with that purpose. Thirty five yeah. million. He's obviously a player that's probably looking to start. So yeah. once he gets his feet under, you know, under him, and to some extent, you know, Naby Keita came out during the international break and talked about he's still getting used to the Premier League. And if that's the case, and he's already playing at a pretty decent level, other than maybe you know the ends of the Brighton game and. Uh, the Leicester City game where he got subbed off or whatever, or he didn't even play to begin with. Yeah, um, yeah if he's just going to get better than that, yeah, once all these pieces are together and then you got Salah who hits top form and Bobby, it's, we're, we're back to being legitimately outrageous. 
Yeah. Just outrageous. But we're laying like a, a great foundation yeah. with a Jeannie Milner, Keita, yeah. or Henderson, you know, midfield right yeah. now. And which, so, so winning four out of the first four isn't like surprising, really. It should kind of just be us going, yeah. All we, right. Yeah, that's probably what we should have done. Yeah. Um, and, and we did it. And, and now we're in a, in, a, in a, the position we need to be going into the month that we're going into. Yeah, it's a beast of a month. It's, you know, part of you wants to be like, you know, actually, I want Liverpool to play easy teams. I want to, you know, know that they're going to win on the weekend. But if you're a supporter and... You know this is what you, exactly. this is what you wake up this for. Is, this is, this is like, a brilliant month. It's ugh. dreadful. It'll get your insides turning inside and out throughout the uh. week as you're thinking about it. But, you know, you're only getting two or three days between games. You're getting Champions League back. You're it's playing. You're playing over the next, you know, 30-plus days until the next international break. You're playing three of your title rivals. And you're playing a team that's been a bit of a bogey team. Yeah. And so, like, you've got everything that you could ever, ever want in, in a fixture setup. So it's... And you're playing the champions of exactly, France. Exactly. Exactly right. You know I mean? And like, you get to play, like, the one of the, the next best players in the world, if not two of the next best players in the world. And... Yeah, it's yes. funny because like when you said that, I think most a lot of people are like, "Oh, Neymar." I'm no, like, no, mm, I, I thought Mbappe first, and then I was like, "Actually, we probably should put Neymar yeah. in there." And to be fair, I'm thinking Mbappe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so th- real quick before we just jump into the fixtures, if you've been living under a rock for some reason, you don't know the Champions yeah. League draw. We got PSG, Napoli, Red Star, Belgrade. Interesting fact: all three top of the league currently in the uh, leagues that they're in. Yeah, right. Napoli, not an easy opponent by any means i mean even though yeah they lost jorginho and uh siari left instead okay so um who ancelotti came in yeah so they get ancelotti they still have class players they still have a a great stadium yeah when you go there yeah so it's gonna be that's where the ale champ began was with napoli fans give credit they were the first ones to sing to that tune or whatever. And it's going to be a beast of an away day, that one. It'll just be Ale Ale nonstop. Not even as crazy as the Red Star Belgrade away no, day. That's, like, that's a terrifying away there day. There is a Vice documentary. They're in the Serbian League, correct? Yeah. Yeah. There's a di- Vice documentary on the Serbian Derby. And I recommend everyone watch it just to understand what exactly it is that uh, the lads are going into. Yeah. It is... I've never... Weren't they... Well, wasn't it their supporters were once, like, the militant arm of, like... Yes. The government? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like... Absolutely. In fact, like, in that vein, they, uh... Their fans are not allowed to travel uh, to yeah. away games because yeah. they're just mental maniacs. <laughs> but what UEFA can't do is deport people from countries... So they're gonna be at the home game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're gonna be. And the lads got to play yeah, in front of them. Double effort. So it's you know, it, yeah. hey, oh, Red Star Belgrade. Never heard of them. They play in Serbia. No, yeah. give credit where credit's due. No, and it's you're like, and you're walking into a freaking gladiator pit. You no, know, yeah. Like, this the, the 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 main image I remember from the documentary uh, on the derby is just a wall of pyro mm-hmm. at the front of the stand <laughs> and. The guy who's doing the documentary, it might even be Copa that does it. I could be, it could be wrong with Vice Sports, but the guy who's filming is like, "Can we go to another section of the stadium? <laughs> because I don't feel safe. Can I get on the field? I feel safer on the field. Can I get on the field, please?" So yeah, that's going to be mental. So, um, I'm like, definitely, if Shakiri plays, no Albanian oh war goodness. eagles, bro. Yeah, like, part of me is almost like, don't even take him. 
Yeah, don't even take it. Because they are maniacs, yeah. the Red Star Belgrade fans. And, yeah, as you said, they used to be, like, the, the military, like, arm of, like, a regime. <laughs> so they probably know a little bit about kidnapping and assassinations and stuff like that. And yeah. I just... Maybe I'm being a little bit prejudiced, and, but no, nah, I just based on history. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't past know. experience. Yeah, with it, you know. and he did just wind up the whole country of Serbia at the World Cup, so maybe we should give it a little breathing room <laughs> and see what we can, you know, manage. Shop. Yeah, you can stay home for this one. Yeah, you know, once we get there, we can figure that out. But um, so with the with the draw set, uh, here's our fixtures coming up. We come right out of the international break. Of Tottenham, three days later, PSG at home. Southampton at home four days after that. Chelsea at home in the League Cup, which has been moved from the 25th to the 26th to a Wednesday now. Um, then we play them immediately again three days later away the in the bridge. league. Yeah, away in the league. Napoli comes up uh, what October is that? 3rd. Is that four days later? Yeah, yeah. October 3rd. Um, that's the away leg. And then um, City, City at, at home. home before we in- enter into another wonderful international break. Yeah, that's a run of games. That's, that's, that's intense. And, like, you know, this, this is... You, you buy the players you do, you build the squad I'm that gonna you do. We're going to need that yeah, international break. Right. <laughs> Normally you get to them and you're like, I what? This is the it's wrong like UEFA time. was like, Liverpool spent a lot of money, so let's have them test it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whatever, yeah, the balls were heated in the, in the bowl. <laughs> if you follow the conspiracy theories, let's give them the worst draw possible. But, I mean, you know, with the additions we made, with the, with the squad we have, um, I'm looking at it and, you know... As much as I hate the guy, you got to kind of go at it like from a Mourinho standpoint. Like, yeah, it'd be brilliant if we won every single game. But at the same time, if you're looking at Chelsea away in the league, you're looking at Tottenham away in the league, you know, Napoli away in the Champions League, draws draws are not going to be disastrous in this run. No, especially that Napoli game. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, whatever about the League Cup. Like, they don't care. I mean, I can't go that far. Like, I want to win that game, especially yeah. since it's against it's Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. We're at home. But the squad rotation is going to be interesting to see. Yeah, and we'll, the, just how we navigate this period is going to be. Yeah. But yeah. we have, you know, it could be Klopp's master class of the season, so. Yeah. And, like, in regards to, like, the like games that you can, like, stomach drawing, you know, you look at the Champions League run, which we go PSG home, Napoli away, Red Star home, Red Star away, PSG away, Napoli home. If you're looking going into the if you if you if you're gonna be cheeky enough to go you know Red Star, both those games six pointers right in the middle there, you got to get four points from those first two ones, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then if and you're, then sit- you're pretty well set up, yeah, you know, you're sitting at ten points with two games left, ten, ten out of a possible you know twelve. If you get another three, you're in. Yeah, That's exactly. It. You're through. So you, you're either looking going to you know PSG away and maybe depending on how the table set up, even a draw there might even do you. A, enough but then you got napoli at home to finish off with and like it's absolutely brilliant that we finish the group stage off at home at anfield that the magic and all that nonsense you know that that is attached to it i I don't call it nonsense. some people might but you know all that mysticism that comes with it playing the the last game at home and where it might be it It might be a big game it might could be we have to win that one or just prevent them from winning and yeah it I, i like the way the the games are set up the group is brutal but the games favor us greatly because we have those two games right in the middle where if we are in trouble it's like i we have to go beat red star you know and and the lads will probably get that and figure it out um but in regards to to the upcoming month where we're playing psg away and and oh no napoli away and psg home at first yeah you're right this is this is why we spent the money this is why we got all the players that we got and 
this, time. this is the best we've been set up for something like this in a while. Yeah, it's it's not like uh, the end of last season. We're like starting Love and Pick itself. No, absolutely. <laughs> Who Klopp's going to put out there? Yeah, I mean, you, you never know. We could the, the Tottenham game could kick off Saturday, seven thirty a.m. Eastern time, and we're coming into it with no injuries. We could have Shakiri out there against Tottenham. We could have Sturridge. Um, we could go back to our Hendo Milner Vinaldo midfield again. Yeah, Kata might come in. You know, is it is it a game for Klein to get his his first minutes of the season for a more defensive look uh, away from home? Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be easy to 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 even guess how the squad starts to rotate in until we get there. But what is known is that you know a couple of the guys we have listed here, Fabinho, he has to finally. He's just, he's going to play at yeah. some point. I think it'll be. So well. We've had uh, we've got some uh, listen or questions that you guys gave yeah. us off of social media coming yeah. up. That is one of the questions, so I'll save it. But yeah, we we know he's going to play. You know, Shakiri's going to feature more. Yeah, which is going to be interesting to see. Yeah, 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 exactly. Flexing, um, flexing, hopefully a lot. A lot. Yeah. Klein, Moreno, both potentially in there. Uh, I don't know. Is Lovering going to return? We were talking about this before we started, and. The kid, the 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 rumors, the the news on the street is that uh, we're probably looking till October before we see Lovren. Yeah, I when they described it, it sounded like a sports hernia. Yeah, it sounds right? like a sports hernia. Maybe so. they don't want to talk about it. I don't know. That uh, gives me uneasy feelings. But you know, it, the the word on the street now is that he should be back for October, and the club's a little bit upset at him because he did play through injury and not really come back honestly like hey actually my tummy feels a little upset you know <laughs> like he didn't do any of that he kind of tried to jump in and then they found out that he, it's he, not like he has a, a didn't he wasn't he on like painkillers for his back a couple years ago like no that's you're thinking of daniel agar oh no wait no it was Lovren. it was it was lover because daniel agar came back up about it and he was talking about how like you shouldn't do that yeah that's a bad <laughs> idea yeah. and let me tell you from experience it ruins <laughs> careers taking opioids uh, consistently <laughs> while you're doing athletic events um but yeah i mean yeah obviously we're in the position now where joe gomez is just playing so brilliantly that i haven't even really even considered Lovren, but he's yeah. gonna be probably key my tip's healthy too so it's, it's if we need to make a rotation I mean, as long as Van Dyke's in, I don't really care who yeah, partners right. him. But exactly. I'd prefer Joe Gomez. Yeah. At this point in time, you never know. Joe could go through a tough patch. And yeah. He could he could fall off. Yeah. But we've got on there uh, a guy I think some people even forget exists sometimes. But Divock Origi. Yeah. Does he play in that League Cup game? Yes. I think he absolutely does. I think he almost has to. Like, if we're going to get the value that we were trying to get in the window, if we're going to actually get that money, yeah. he's going to have to play at some point, and that's the game. Yeah, I think, he, game. I think he comes in on the left. No, the, is he left-footed? No, he's right-footed. I think he comes in on the left wing because Dom Solanke's probably going to play that number nine up front. And yeah. I think we'll oh, see. Yeah, you're probably right. Unless Klopp decides to, like, rotate it a little bit. And, like, because, you know... On the, peck, on the pecking order right now, Daniel Sturridge is ahead of him. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. Like, he has to play that League Cup game. Maybe that's your front three is right. Sturridge. Solanke, Origi. That'd be weird. Literally, S-O-S. <laughs> <laughs> Send help immediately. <laughs> no, to be fair, that's not, it's not a bad backup starting three. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's a League Cup game. I could see putting Plus, I mean, you, also considering Shakiri did it for Switzerland, you could have Shakiri dropping into the 10 yeah. and playing midfield, and then you could have... You know, yeah. You could do like two hole, like two holders, Shakiri and a ten, and those yeah. three yeah. around him. Like, 
Yeah. I can see that. You know, just work it in or whatever. But in, also, we, we briefly mentioned him. Is is Sturridge actually back? You know, me uh, and you, we've come back and forth. We've had quite a debate about this for years. Like, he is the ultimate believer in every resurrection of Daniel Sturridge, and I never buy it. And so far, I am undefeated. <laughs> so I'm waiting. Is this real? I'm still not going to yeah, buy it. Right? Oh. I'm not buying it until it happens. I want Daniel Sturridge to play for Liverpool so bad. But I also know that means that he's going to have to stand up and move his legs. Yeah. And at some point, generally things go wrong when yeah. that happens. When he's trying to stand up and move his legs too often, <laughs> he often can no longer move his legs. I love the guy, but I just... Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I mean, it's, I can't get too excited. To be honest, my belief was mainly fueled by the fact that we absolutely desperately needed Daniel Sturridge to be the player that he was playing with when he was with Luis Suarez. Like we needed that for like all those years. Like we particularly needed him. the year after. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you know, Roy Hodgson again. We don't want to really speak about him too much on the pod, <laughs> but he ran him into the ground and he got hurt and it just derailed. Losing your top two scores obviously like is not a good. And we, my belief just has been fueled by the fact that we need now that we don't really need him that's what fuels my belief even that's more. what you're like this is it <laughs> this is it we don't need him so now he's gonna be magical again exactly oh, he's gonna earn God. a move somewhere in france where he just goes over there and scores 30 goals a season and probably psg honestly and just <laughs> then ends up at mls eventually and just deteriorates slowly and goes back from ashes to ashes dust to dust he just turns into dust uh, and it reabsorbs into the earth, and that, and that's how Daniel Sturridge plays at Minnesota United and just disappears into the snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious! But yeah, I mean, we could do worse with having our, you know, depending on how you rank them, our second or third choice striker. Yeah, no, being uh, Daniel Sturridge, we've got good ba- we've got good depth this season. And, I couldn't know, be happier about where we are. He talked about it in preseason, playing a different role, learning a new role. Mm-hmm. Does he does he start to transition into like an attacking ten? Does he move? Yeah, does he have to do as much running? You know, exactly. that's, that's the question. Is because like, if he doesn't have to do quite as much work, maybe he does yeah. stay healthy. If you if you think like as we get deeper into the season. Obviously, we played best 11s our first four games because we just had one game a week. But, you know, as you start to play opponents like like a Brighton and you go, well, actually, they're going to park it in. And, you know, Daniel Sturridge can at least find space at the edge of the box and have a shot. And, yeah. and sometimes they go flying in like he has. He, he has his, those moments. His finishing it is always going to be world class because once you get that, I just I feel like finishing is, is like a technique thing. It's not so much muscle. It's not so much, you know. You know, agility, where you got to be young to have your your best moments. I think finishing is is a mental and like a technical thing, where it's just you know, knowing exactly the right place to hit the ball and like how to put it in the right spot. Like that, I don't think will leave him. And so if we, in these games where people are gonna, you know, as we continue to flex our might, park even more buses, he might be key coming into that different role that he's apparently playing and. And dropping into space and, and breaking the defense down that way because we honestly at this point in time we don't even have a lot of those players that are willing to pop up outside the box and finish, and yeah. he's he's one of them. Yeah. So you, you ho- I hope and I, I believe that he'll I think he'll hit double digits as, as long as he stays healthy. He you know knock on if wood. he pops in ten goals I'm happy with it. Yeah right and I'm, I'm happy with it. I don't know if he stays much longer than this. I'll I'll whatever you want me to drink. Wow. You heard it here first. <laughs> After you name the podcast, you select the drink that Dave will have to drink if Daniel Sturridge scores ten goals. 
Fine. Let's do it. Here we go. That's I will <laughs> torture myself for 10 Daniel Sturridge goals. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Right. Oh, so yeah, that's that's kind of, you know, looking ahead to the next month. It's it's going to be all about getting those those players that haven't really featured yet in there, seeing what they can do. And it's exciting times. We're going to find out literally by the end of this run, we're going to know, is Liverpool ta- challenging for the title? Are they qualifying in the Champions League? Like, yeah. Do they have a good shout? Similar to last season, this might define the next three months. And you know what? It's, as, as being a Liverpool fan, as long as I have been, it, usually we either start very slow or we go disastrous in middle of the season. Like, those are the two things we, like, alternate yeah. between. Like, oh, we'll start amazingly, and then we'll just shit at the bed around December, January, yeah. and then we'll go on another amazing run. Or we just start super slow and then just throughout the season build, 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 and then just finish out on a high. So to get this month, you know, September, October, after we already started and we already got our feet under us and we got the four games, four wins, it's a good time. Everyone's healthy. Yeah. International break, it's like over now. Like we said, we've not even hit full speed. Exactly. So maybe are we just building, 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 building? And look, That's I've, what I'm hoping I, for. It's, it's, it's cheeky to say, and it's almost, it almost seems dumb to say, but if you look at the last two Premier League champions in particular, uh, Manchester City and Chelsea, mm-hmm. uh, both of those seasons are defined by long, undefeated runs. And if I remember correctly, Chelsea won 13 matches in a row. Was that the phone? Was that the I shit so, they did? Yeah. Something like that? And Ch- what, City was 18. Yeah, right? So, like, so. if you're going to win the league, you're probably going to go on one of those runs. You have to. And, you know, if what's the point in supporting a football team if you don't think that your team is going to be the one that fucking just runs the table, maybe? <laughs> I'm not saying – I mean, but, you know, coming out of the, of, the, of the international break against Tottenham, love it. Let's go full force. I don't want to play – Cardiff. I don't want to play a team that we no. maybe can go. Eh, no, we got to get we got to get up and running. Let's get this thing yeah. heated up, man. Because I feel like you know we've had we've had two seven in four games. We've had two seven thirty kickoffs yeah, here right? in the states yeah. over the east. Yeah. Us on the east coast. It almost feels like we've just been sort of. It's, it was like an extension of the preseason yeah, or something. Yeah, like we never right. really got going, and now yeah. this thing's about to kick off. No, exactly. So I'm ready. Like let's do this. Yeah, and if you, I, you like I said, there's some games you can draw, but if you come out and you go win win Tottenham PSG. Southampton kind of calms it down for you a little bit, get a little rotation, in, a I little think you rest. Get, yeah, but you you come out of the, you got to come out of that game with three points, yeah. right? Because that's the one that you got to win. No, you got to win the Southampton game absolutely. So if you, I'm going to say if you get a draw at Spurs, yeah, you beat PSG, you beat Southampton, you, I mean, whatever happens in the League Cup, I don't yeah. know. Whatever right? happens, happens. It happens, yeah. yeah. But then you know, say you draw away to Chelsea or, or get three points there, yeah. you're set up beautifully for Napoli City yeah. break. Yeah. Like, I can live with that. Yeah. And if you even sprinkle in, uh, not that I think we will, because I think we'll just run the table as I always do. <laughs> We're just undefeated every season, win every game. Um, but, yeah, if if it does go, you know, tits up by the end of that Chelsea away game, and then you'd come into the two games where must win and they're big games and get the lads back up and head into that international break a little you know, with a little pick-me-up. Um, but, yeah, playing City home is huge because they just – they haven't – not to jinx it or anything, they haven't won at Anfield since 2003, I think it is. I thought it was 2001, but, yeah, you're, yeah it's, it's something like yeah, it's that. It's a long time. Then. It's back when before they had chic money, you know, when uh, Robbie back Fowler. before they had Steven Ireland, all right? So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a blast from the past. <laughs> Steven Ireland, the only professional footballer to call up his national team and say his grandma died like he's in college. <laughs> 
it's one of the most outrageous stories I've ever heard. I can't make it. My grandma died. Look it up. Uh, no, she didn't. <laughs> I can't remember if it's that she was already dead or yeah, like, she's, I think it was that she's already yeah, dead. Actually, this happened a while ago. You just now are getting feelings and emotions uh, about your grandmother. I'm dealing with it now, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, regardless of what happens, this is this is why you're a football supporter. This is why you stick around through the oh God three third times a charm, right? Things come in three. Mm. This is why you stick around for Roy Hodgson. No, no, no. Okay, so what? Oh, 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 nine, oh, eight, oh, nine. 13, 14. These are, what, five years apart? Yeah. Here we are. Oh. Once every five I haven't years. I have even done that math. <laughs> so here we are. Oh, 18, 19. Omens. I love a good omen. Oh, yeah. It's like I right love, in the middle. It's yeah, that time. I just love a fucking good omen like that. Yeah. yeah Our stars are aligned yeah, man, right? for a title challenge. I'm ready. This is not going to look better than this. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, by the time we do this, probably we'll just shoot for that international break to the next one of these. And. By that time, we'll either be like, absolutely, we're winning the fucking league, or we're going to be like, oh, it's still interesting. We might just be singing the whole pod. Yeah, right? <laughs> or we're just going to be laughing at how fucking stupid we were on this exactly. one. <laughs> wow, what tits. We thought that we'd actually win all those games. <laughs> it's clear to see that we had all these weaknesses in the squad. Why couldn't we see them? We're a bunch of idiots. Oh, goodness gracious. I think we're going to come through this all right, though. Yeah, well, I, I, hey, with hope in your heart. That's right. With hope in your heart, so uh, that's the that's the serious stuff aside. So all right, so we gotta get we yeah, got we, we have do to. have to talk about something though. Your celebrity appearance, <laughs> Reddit is a monster sometimes, man. It is. Like it is. So so take us through it. All right, so you pop the you you, you record the video, you put it on Reddit, yeah, and then at what point? Like, how long did it take for the Daily Star and the Express to start contacting um, you? So I posted that at around 5 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Um, put it up, and I kind of was like, I'm going to put it to the side. Because Reddit, if you if you don't interact on Reddit, Reddit is, is brutal. <laughs> Reddit hates people that try. Yeah. It it's really like, does. It's like... 4chan but you don't need any kind of special like ability no, to no, get yeah. to it. No, exactly. And you don't need to know like weird lingo. You can just yeah, be a normal no lingo. Yeah, exactly. You can be anybody. Exactly. And you can just absolutely rain down hatred and criticism on anything <laughs> that anyone tries to produce that yeah. isn't like mainstream and like, oh, oh, you made a rap song about Liverpool and you're not fucking John Barnes. How fucking dare you? <laughs> oh, you made a chant about Bobby Firmino. Oh, how fucking dare So, yeah, posted it, turned it off. Next morning I wake up, and on my on the YouTube channel that I had posted it on, there's two comments. And it's like, hey, Jordan, I'm, I'm Rebecca with the Daily Star. We're wondering <laughs> if we could post your video. And, you know, I, was like, I know who the Daily Star is. It's just full of shit. About, it's shit. It's, it's just a shit, shit paper. It's like Manchester shit, shit, and more shit. <laughs> and uh, and then they, and there was another comment from The Express, who, which is also just pure also shit. shit. And, you know, what does it hurt? I'm in, this, I'm in this game at this you point. You want to get it in front of people exactly. over there or what? Like, And everyone loves a person that's on a site that they've heard of. Like, they just love it. For instance, I make, I, an aside, I make music, and I post it all the time, get like two likes. Post one article with my dumb face with my mouth open, my hands out, and everyone's <laughs> like 80 likes later, like, this is amazing. So, you know, like, I, I play with a group of kids over at Stetson Law School, uh, play some footy with them, and they, we had, they have like this little Facebook group where they, like, they set up the matches, and someone had posted it in there, and they were like, oh my goodness, it's, it's happening. <laughs> but, you know, 
the, the reason we're bringing it up is because I, I have to I have to lobby for it. I have to. It look, Klopp asked the supporters, and I I take it supporters anywhere, yeah, right, to write a song for Bobby Firmino. Now, to my knowledge, no one really rose rose to the challenge. Like nobody took it on. I mean, I heard some things, or I would see people write some things, but it didn't really, I didn't pick up, or it didn't yeah. resonate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you haven't heard Jordan's uh, rendition of "Tainted <laughs> Love," Love. <laughs> the Bobby Firmino chant, you got to go on YouTube. Yeah. You got to check it out. Yeah. We'll put it up as a link in the blog yeah. on the blog with this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You got to go. You got to you got to listen to it cuz I think it's fucking fantastic. I, I I don't mean to be biased. I did write it, but like you said no one's come up with anything better and it is class. Yeah. It's class. I know yeah, it's I, good. I, I know a good chant. I I know a good chant. I know a good chant when I hear it. Yeah. And even though I made this one and I really want it to be sung. <laughs> and then okay, so j- just to put it out there. All right, so we start sharing it. And it starts, it, go, it starts taking off. It's getting more and more views. Then we put it up, or Empire of the Cop retweets it. Yeah. They got like 41,000 views. Yeah. I put it in the Anfield Rap subscribers page. And I got like one guy who wrote like this dissertation on music yes. theory, which he was sent it to pretty me. awesome. Yeah. Was, <laughs> he, he definitely took his time. Yeah. He took his time. He really thought about like how this could be better. But so. A lot of people, one of the issues they took up with it was the length, right? Like, as if we don't have some long chance. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I forgot. Poor Scouser Tommy. Live a bird on my chest. Yes, you know. Uh, Gary Macca. You'll never walk. Yeah, Gary Macca. You'll never walk alone is not, like, a short thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's got a few lines to it, and it's, the song's over a minute long. Yeah. So, like, it's a long, it's a long song. <laughs> it's not like we're incapable of learning yeah. Long songs, also, and like, like they play it to cue everyone up. But if they didn't do that, everyone in that stadium could just sing you. You'll never walk alone. Exactly. It's not as if, and I understand, like that's the main anthem. I I get it. But the point that I'm trying to drive at is, we have long songs in our repertoire. It exists. Yeah. Okay. This is not that long when you really get into it. Yeah. It's just that it's like. How to? It's not like short, concise words necessarily. It's like it's got some lyrics to it. Yeah. But that's what's cool well, about like, it, man. Like, like Mo Salah's chant. If you break it down, like it's Mo Salah, Mo Salah, Mo Salah, running down the wing. Yeah. Salah, which has already been used. Yeah. Egyptian king. It's literally nine it, words. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh my goodness, like oh so easy. But I even conceded, and I was like, you know what? Fine. I post a second video. Yeah, this is what I was getting. Here's a shorter version. He, he made an abbreviated version of it, and even that's not good enough. That goes to more. the clap. Like, yeah. The guy. <laughs> I the music theory clap. But it, okay, okay, we're yeah. trying to give everybody what they want. And listen, like you know, until uh, here's my challenge. Okay, if it's shit. Absolutely, it's shit. I'm, I apologize. But we don't got anything else going on right now. No one's right. coming up with anything. We're on a damn international break. Exactly. All right, we're all bored. Exactly. We're all agitated. Exactly. Ready for something, Liverpool, to come through the pipeline. <sighs> and then here comes this. Yeah. I say let's learn this chant. Exactly. Let's bring it out around the pub. Yes. In you know Tampa. what? It's going to sound awesome when 50 people are singing it. Yes. Listen, to, the the best part of the whole chant is, if you don't know Tainted Love, it goes, Tainted Love. And so I, that's that brilliant, that great was... harmonizing. <laughs> if I'm gonna isolate, I like that. I just went. Yeah. 
we'll isolate your audio and just we'll yeah, do something yeah, with that. Yeah, just do that. You just know, make that the intro uh, outro to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! But um, yeah, the 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 Fermi no is really fun to do. I ha- I had a buddy over watching the Brazil USA game. He's not a Liverpool supporter. Not particularly, you know, too interested in, in Liverpool chants. And when Firmino scored, I did the Fermi, and he joined in, and he was bouncing up and down on the couch. <laughs> and he was, what's that? Is that the? As like, it should be the Firmino chant. It it's not be. yet. There's a strong resistance. I don't know. I see. I like the class style and pace line. Right. I thought that was good. That was it's, clever. It's almost like a mainstay of Liverpool chants, talking about class, yeah. talking about pace, style. You know, like those are like mainstays and like. Great chance of Liverpool players like oh say he's fast like I'm not I'm not claiming to be a creative genius like my lyrics have some deeper meaning they're pretty much straightforward yeah Bobby Firmino's great he's, <laughs> he's got pace he's got style he's got a he's got a big smile he yeah makes defenders have nightmares yeah it's What's all wrong there with that? exactly <laughs> Jurgen Ladd if you're listening I know you I know you mentioned that you listen to Fan Media if you're listening I need you press conference. To say to that say, you want to hear it. Tainted love, Bobby Firmino chant. It's the we only chant. It's the exact. Jurgen, <laughs> I know you're out there somewhere. We're relying on Klopp. No, what we're relying on is this weekend uh, when we play Spurs and going forward, if Firmino scores, we're all doing the Firmino chants inside the LFC Tampa Bay pubs. We're yeah. filming it. We're posting on the internet. And we're shoving it down people's throats. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Until you accept until it, world. you submit, or until, look, honestly, until someone Or just up. write something better. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, somebody write something better. If you don't like it, fine. I Im- get it. The impetus is there. It's on you now. I've done it. Yeah. I've put the gauntlet down. We've laid down a baseline, all yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Just go up from there. Come up with something way better than I could. I don't care. I, he deserves a chant, and not he just... He does. He's an incredible player who does massive things for Liverpool. The man needs a song. Not Klopp just Bobby Firmino. Yeah, the Adam Lallana Devakarigi chant, yeah. a.k.a. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the nine million other players exactly. chant. Whose name has that many syllables? <laughs> Let's do that. No, we need like a proper one, and this is it. Unless yeah. you got something better. Yeah, look. In which case, we're all ears. And like, hey, look, if... And music theory critiques. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if and if the real issue is, and to be honest, and I think there's plenty of people out there, constructive criticism... It's too long. There's too many different clapping styles. Yeah. 80s, dis- 80s disco shit. You know, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. gauntlet of, of good constructive reasonings for why it doesn't work. But for the people that are out there going, no, false, wrong, yeah. ends here. Get in the bin. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I can't help where I was born, but the passion still runs true. And it's, it's a sad. great song. Yeah. It's I'm, heartfelt. It's real. Come on. Yeah, come Give on. Give us a break. I'm, lo- th- I'm lobbying for this. I know a few people on Reddit will be interested enough when I post this. <laughs> To go to the exact timestamp that I will be like at, at the whatever minute mark I lobby for the chant. Listen, folks, <laughs> let's do this for the Reddit, okay? Let's do it for the subreddit. Let's do it for the supporters club. Let's do it, lads. Hell yeah! All right, all right. <laughs> let's get in. We lobby. Yes, we right, so. lobby for the Bobby Firmino chant. All Tainted right. love, as he said, it's on YouTube. I'm pretty sure if you if you search Bobby Firmino Tainted Love, it's gonna be the thing that comes up. Oh, I, I've done it. A couple of times. It's all that comes up. Thank so. you for the news. <laughs> Thank you for the support. I really do appreciate it. Oh yeah, I've been trying to spread it. So to end the to end the Let's podcast, round things out. Um, we're gonna get to some questions that you guys posted on the Facebook, the various Facebook pages and groups that we have going on. Um, do you just want to run them down from top to bottom, or do you want to get into like some of the quicker ones first? And no, well, yeah, sure. Let's do the quick ones first. Okay, we'll so. 
Let's do this one first. I like this one. You sign one player from any other team in the Prem. Who would it be and why from our friend Robert Taylor? One player from any other team in the Prem. You know, like, uh, before this season, you might cheekily David De Gea, Thibaut Courtois. We've had that settled. I'm trying to think, like, if there's, like, a glaring necessity in the squad. I feel like it would be a true number 10 or, like, somebody that can s- sit deep and kind of spray passes. But we don't even know what Fabinho can do on that yeah, front. So true. we may have a, kind of addressed some of that. Um, I'm I just w- going to go based on because the hell with it. I mean, the guy's a hell of a player. Is Eden Hazard? Yeah, I was actually when you started saying who could play in the number ten. The number ten popped in my head. Yeah. And I went Eden Hazard. He can't yeah. play that, but he's class. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. class. Yeah. The guy can do so much. If I think if I could just pick one, you know, I wanted to just make like a troll answer and just be like John Joe Shelby, bring him back. <laughs> yeah, I want Baldy back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he gave it to Alex Ferguson when he got sent off. And he for did. That, he's my hero he, for that. Yeah, forever, like, forever. I love ever. the guy. But no, I'm, I'm going to go Eden Hazard. You know, as as you're talking, I thought about it and. Even though we have a pretty class midfield, N'Golo Conte with oh, us yeah. would be absolutely, especially yeah. seeing Sick how player. he's playing now with Sari. And like, Sari's like, actually, you don't just have to sit there and do nothing. You can like go forward and explore yourself and, and learn new things about yourself, <laughs> N'Golo. Go on, lad. Learn. Yeah. He's, he's looked brilliant with flying forward. Um, I haven't watched much of Chelsea, to be fair, but like the people that I've talked to and the highlights that I've seen, he looks brilliant. And like, it, it, and you could have. A guy that could either play that six absolute lights out, world class, best in the world, probably up there, especially after the World Cup that he had. Or now you can put him in an eight, rotating on a Keda. Or if you're playing, you know, some of these these teams that park the bus, you sit him next to Keda. That would be just, it would just be, oh, just a, an absolute, an absolute dream. Plus, yeah. you know, we have a thing with uh, players of African descent, and so you know, Salah, Mane, Keita, yeah. bring him on home. I know he, he plays for the French team, but yeah. With a name like N'Golo Conte, yeah. Let's bring all the Africans home to, to Liverpool. That's all I'm saying. Hey, AFCON is in the summer now. Yes, so exactly. I still don't care. No bring problems. them all in. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the one player you picked, Hazard, both from Chelsea. Interesting. Yeah, interesting, interesting, right? Interesting. Well, you heard the news about Chelsea real quick. Just as a short little caveat. Um, because of the, uh, you know, the, the Russian gas attack, uh, Abramovich might not be allowed to move money within British borders which could become a very interesting problem for Chelsea mm. if he decides he doesn't want to sell the club at all. And also, it puts a huge wrench in their uh, stadium plans, which they hadn't gone forward with yet. Yeah, which is it's already there's enough sticking points so, with that. Know, maybe both will be available in a very short time. You never know. Yeah, if they finish in the Europa League places yeah, hey, again. The yeah, sell-off yeah, started with Courtois, know. okay? So we all see what's happening here. Um, another quick one that I saw here, and really easy, just, you know, from Robert again. Oh no, from Matt Smith actually is. What is your uncensored opinion on Sergio Ramos? <laughs> no, that was Robert. Yeah, no. Uh, do I even have to say? Oh, it was it? Robert? Yeah. No, I. Just, I think everyone knows. Yeah, I. I don't need to drop. Take every curse word that you can <laughs> string together in a coherent yeah. sentence. I, I and then mash him up into an incoherent psycho babble and just spit it on someone and then say Sergio <laughs> and Ramos once in that string, yeah. and that's how I feel. He can do one. Yeah. I can't stand that guy. Yeah, I, I was hoping that we would draw Real Madrid so we could teach him a lesson once or twice. Uh, the um, Matt Smith question. That's a quick one. Yeah. Favorite Liverpool kit? What do you got? Um, as as as, as I said in my um, 
in my profile, it is the 08, 09 HomeKit. Although, I think it was like an 07 to 09, because they used to do the two-year thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that, um, the, wait, is that the one with the collar? It has a little bit of a collar, a little yeah. bit of white bit here. It has the stripes down the shoulder. Yep. It's yeah. the jersey that we beat Real Madrid uh, yep. 4-0 in. You know, that's one of my favorites, too. Yeah, and the reason, Classic it, it's not just because we were so boss in that kit. The the fit is amazing, because as I get bigger, it still looks it good. It still fits. It still fits and looks good. Um it's an Adidas kit. I really fancy I Adidas. I love Adidas, Adidas yeah. kits. It had a cool little like checkered mark thing in the in the back of the neck yeah. where the where the tag is. I lo- I love the three stripes down the shoulder, and then the badge was sewn on like like the one I'm wearing now. The badge was sewn on, yeah. And so that doesn't like peel off like the last couple of years before last season. The badges weren't sewn on. The little liver bird, and that shit would just fall off my jersey so quickly. Yeah. And so like and I didn't put any players' names on the back of that jersey. So it's timeless, yeah. and it's just held up so well. And I've I've worn it since it came out, and it's still like in pretty good condition. The Carlsberg's fading away, but I don't really care about the Carlsberg stuff. You know, the the no. Liver Bird's there. The it's red, the red is still bright. But I will say, last year's kit was absolutely I, amazing. I will say that like when uh, New Balance, it was we were using Warrior back then. Yeah, but yeah. with that first kit that they did, uh, twelve thirteen, I think it was. That was fantastic, and last year's was fantastic. Yeah, last year's and I don't was... even mind this year's too much. No, it's not bad. They've had some misses, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't liked all the New Balance kits, but they've had some good ones, too. But I think if I had to pick... See, it's like tough, because it's like, am I picking a favorite home kit? No, or just it's, I'd general? say all-time kit. So, for if me... If you want to do it, we can do home and away, and I'll... I'll all right, so home it. kit, I'm going to go, actually, what was it? It was the 07 kit that had, like, the... It was like... Or, no, no, no. The one that you described yeah. was probably one of my favorites. Yeah. But no, the um, the 07 kit was the away kit, the oh, white okay. one. Yeah. Remember the white with the black yeah. shorts? And it, it had, like, the red sleeves, and it had, like, this, uh, it was almost like an illusion. It was, like, stripes, but then, like, the LFC logo, like, the bird yeah. in the in the stripes. Yeah, I do remember that. That was yeah, a dope kit. Yeah, that was. That yeah. was. And I remember, like, the first time we wore it that season, Stevie belts in the winner at Villa. Oh, yeah. Remember that on the free kick? And I was like, I've, right I don't over know. Mark I, Schwartzer. I, I always think of that yeah, kid. Yeah, that is a great you know? kid. That it is was a, that fantastic. was a great kid. Was that, so then the third kit was the gray kit that year, was it? Yes. Yeah, that was the one that we spanked yeah. freaking um, United. Or no, no, that was the second kit in um, oh, oh, 08, 09, Yeah, the title run season. Okay, yeah, that okay. was the second kit. Because okay. I remember Robbie Keane wearing it too. Yeah, right. so. I remember Robbie Keane wearing the gray one with the red shorts away to Arsenal because we couldn't wear gray shorts because they had white shorts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the most ugly, hideous mashup uh, of kits that you've ever seen. Do you remember the green champions league jersey oh my goodness around that time i'm trying to remember that was that was one that sticks out too like everybody bought that (laughs) i swear to god everybody was turning up at the pub with this green this kelly green shirt i was like "Uh, okay yeah my favorite away kit is this one actually i think this was oh seven maybe the year before because it's it's also adidas it's team it's team geist so that was probably around the World Cup. Yeah, it's 06, 07, yeah. maybe. So the reason I love it so much is because it's Rasta colors. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is the I think this is the kit, the first kit that Dirk Cout wore. And ah. he just looked so good in the yellow, like the banana suit, as I like to call it, just <laughs> running around scoring goals for us. It's just fond memories. So, yeah, the 08, 09 uh, home kit and then the 06, 07 away kit for me. Solid. Right. Um, you pick one now. All right, let's see here. Let's go with um, 
Tyler Goosen's questions. Uh, also, what do you take from Neymar taking shots at us? Neymar is uh, whatever. Man. He's really good at staying relevant in social media, and I don't know if he really took a shot at us. I mean, all he said was that we weren't going to finish win in the, the league, top yeah. or win the league. Or yeah, I, I don't really care what his opinions are. Yeah. He does. He's never played in England. Yeah, he's never doesn't probably doesn't even watch us play. Yeah, and it, what he's been to. Anfield twice, both for friendlies. Yeah. One of them was last summer when, like, well, I was at Wembley. No, they did one at Anfield too. Because oh, really? remember, Bobby was like oh, at yeah, home. That's true. Allison yeah. was like looking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, oh, it, the Brazil friendly you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm like, who cares yeah. what Neymar says? No, I don't care. To be per- like, to be, to be completely honest, uh, I had this strong belief in people that disrespect Liverpool before they play them in the Champions League, always, always end up getting thrashed. Chelsea did it in 0-4-0-5, said, oh, we're in the final. No, you're not. Nah. Real Madrid, Marca comes to Anfield for the second leg after we beat them 1-0 at home, and they write as their main title, this is Anfield? Like, that's this yeah, is Anfield? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. 4-0 later. Manchester City tries to make a big deal about the bus greeting and tries to hype up the press about, oh, the atmosphere won't really matter. Like, yeah. the players are all world-class clearly players. clearly <laughs> 3-0. So, you know what? Thank you, Neymar. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Because now I just have this undying belief inside me that they're going to show up and lose 5-0. Yeah. And, like, he's going to be standing there staring at the cop going, like Thomas Tuchel did after 4-3 Dortmund, (laughs) just going, what in the fuck is this place? (laughs) This doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't even, I don't even remember playing. I browned out. I don't even know what the hell just happened. So, I, you know what? Thank you, Neymar. That's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and whatever. Roll around a little bit more. Why don't you? Another question from Robert. Uh, Kristen Pulisic, when will Klopp get on bended knee? So I know the reference, but I don't watch much Game of Thrones. But, yeah, you know. But um, uh, probably this summer. Yeah. That's what I think. I think it has to be this summer if we legitimately want him. Yeah, if you're going to get him. Actually, yeah. I'm going to say in January and the deal goes, yeah. it becomes official. Like, he comes in the summer, but you wrap it up in January. And you never know. Next international break, we could be sitting down to talk about how we just put in a deal for Christian Pulisic. Because if I remember correctly, the, the Kata stuff, no, that was done in the summer. That was but, done in the summer, uh, yeah. yeah. But, okay, never mind. I'm talking But, shit, like, VVD yeah. wasn't yeah, done in the summer, yeah. but then, like, January 1st, it was done. I think it's great that he stays at Dortmund for another season and kind of t- totally owns that starting role and, like, kind of yeah. owns his, his position in that squad and, like, kind of conquers Dortmund in a sense. Yeah, and, like, no, like, unfinished business. Like, this is his season to, like, wrap up his yeah. time there. You know, and after, like, what, he's been there for, like, four years now. He's been there since he was, like, Sixteen, yeah. 14, 15 maybe. Yeah, so yeah. like six. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like four or five years. Yeah. So uh, at this point, like he's done Dortmund. It's not as if, uh, you know, he has unfinished business. There. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't like, leave a when club. When he goes, he'll go peacefully. Yeah, exactly. And the only, the only, the caveat to that question is like, yeah, as an American, like if I take my Liverpool bias out of it, you know, there's, there's only really two. Maybe now with sorry, three clubs that I want him to go to. He absolutely cannot end up at Man United under Jose Mourinho. If you haven't been paying attention to the fact that any youth player that Jose Mourinho ends up signing has to leave in order to accomplish anything, just look at how where Marcus Rashford was with Louis Van Hall, who's an absolute moron, and where he is now with Jose Mourinho, where he doesn't even play. There's Alexis Sanchez there. There's Lingard. There's you know a Mata. There's a string of players ahead of him. 
So he absolutely, I just don't want him there. If they get a new manager who's a little bit more open-minded, maybe I, it would terribly it would ruin me. It would me. still be gutting. Would, yeah. Tottenham I'm all right with. Pochettino Yeah, has, I mean, I'm not, it doesn't excite me, but it's a good manager. Yeah. He'll play in front of big crowds. Yeah. He'll so. get, the, the Pochettino's been shown that he can, shown that he can develop talent. Yeah. And, and like, we really need this guy to be something special for yeah. American soccer. And so. there could be like an Eden hazard size hole come next summer for Chelsea to fill in and, you know. Yeah. Possible. This, the, I guess to get a bit cynical, there's a huge cash cow there for any Premier League team, okay. given the presence of the Premier League in, in the United States and how it's continuing to grow. Whoever signs Lad is instantly going to get a whole generation of new fans that are yeah. in the states. Never mind the shirt sales and yeah, all the other shit. And like the people who don't even watch and don't even really pay attention, they'll buy. You know, LeBron James is on a boat wearing a Christian Pulisic national team jersey. Stuff yeah. like that's going to yeah. happen. Where like you, random athletes start wearing, and it's good for the brand. I mean, it, it's not the football. And it's not the the pageantry of the fans and all that shit, and it's the finances. But it's really if you haven't been paying attention, if you're new to it, and you didn't live through the last ten years, finances and football should be something that you really absolutely want Liverpool to be doing their best at. And yeah. signing a player like that it just sets you up for in a, a n- number of ways to. Uh, <laughs> I almost just killed the microphone. It sets you up in a number of ways to uh, to you know continue your prosperity as a football club, so to speak. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm going to tie two questions together here. We have uh, Andrew Salcedo's question of when will Fabinho get his debut, and how will Klopp, or Matt Smith's question of how will Klopp juggle the lineup yeah. with matches against Tottenham, Chelsea, Man City, and the <clears> league. <throat> so I'm tying these together because yeah. basically he's going to appear in one of those, right? Yeah. So and that's he's going to be the real centerpiece of how he juggles it. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. But the one thing I would... All right, so I, he's not going to play on Saturday. No. I don't think so. No. But does he play against PSG? So my think, my thought process was he's used to them. Right. He's seen them before. Yeah. He's got this experience. He knows how to play that team. But do you give a player his Anfield debut... That's true. It's ...on a tough. European night in the biggest game of the group stage? Could that be kind of a... Well, a head kick, like a, if, a mind bender if, for him. If you do that, if I'm Fabinho and Jurgen Klopp's told me I'm saving you till you're ready, and then he comes to me in the Jurgen Klopp manner in which he must go to players, tell them they're starting their first game for Liverpool, and he goes, PSG at home, it's your first start. To me, if I'm a professional footballer on that level, it's the ultimate compliment. It's it confidence is. booster. It is. That's that's ego injection instantly. Well, no, and you you're like. I'm ready. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, I, this is what I came yeah, here exactly. for. Exactly. And so, like, Fabinho is on that level that, like, could it do his head in? Could he, like, get – could the moment be too big for them? Maybe. I don't see it happening like that. He looks like a steely, hard lad. Like, he just – he's you know, he's bald. His teeth are crooked. And but like, I, I, more so than like, – I don't doubt him, but is Klopp going to see it that, like, as I'm going to throw this lad into I, this? I think Klopp – What does he think – Maybe I'll bring him off the bench mm, in this game. That's fair. Um, I, just, I the temptation there within you know within me is to go. It's you know he knows them. He knows their style of play. Um, are they going to switch up completely differently from you know how they play in League A? I feel like they just walk League A and then just continue in the Champions League. So he'll have some insight. He'll know how to play those players. So there's a good opportunity there. Of course. You know, after that, you look at the fixtures, is the next quite clear opportunity. So I think the safest thing to say in regards to when Fabinho starts is 
in one of the two games after Spurs. <laughs> it's probably not Spurs. Nah. There's an outside chance that it's PSG because of familiarity with them. If but not, probably I think it's definitely has to be Southampton because then you start yeah. looking at the fixtures and like you could probably play them Southampton, Chelsea League Cup back to back, and then go put your like what Klopp did when we went to Leicester, put in your English Premier League experienced yeah. players who know how to play Premier League teams. Yeah, and like and go you know, away to Chelsea. Exactly, you have you have um, you know you have Southampton at home, mm-hmm. easier League Cup, Chelsea at home. Give them two home games on a run. Yeah. Whoever whoever has played in the PSG and the Tottenham games gets a week rest. And it, it, let's you let's remember too, like he might come in and just torch the place. That's and true. Be and just continue killer. to carry it. And yeah, and he yeah. might just start. He might be indispensable for a little while. That's possible too. Yeah. So. But yeah, and then as, as far as like how does Klopp rotate? You're right. Like when does Fabinho come in? Like so that you can start moving pieces around in that midfield because I you know I don't think we see a lot of rotation in the front three. I think a lot of that rotation is handled by winning games early as possible and getting them out for rest. Yeah. Because um, you can put, you know, uh, definitely we're going to, like we said, Shakiri's going to feature more. Yeah. Right. So if we can get ahead early, put games away, you bring in Shakiri on 70 minutes. Salah's only playing 70 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Mane's only playing 65 or whatever. You know, if you can get to where those guys are getting that rest that rest naturally yeah. you can bring Sturridge on for Firmino yeah. or whatever then I, I don't think it's as uh, it's just naturally going to occur yeah. the squad rotation yeah. and you won't at, you won't have to slide in Shakiri to play for Firmino or for yeah. uh, to start for Salah yeah I think you'll probably see a similar setup starting 11 through the PSG game and then Southampton is really looking like the one where maybe a Shakiri gets a start even if you do get the rest for the players, you're probably not going to against Tottenham and PSG, but, you know. Yeah. So Southampton will probably, I don't know. I don't know how much, because, you know, it's interesting because Klopp, when he came in, a lot of people had this notion that he was very stuck in his ways. Like, he had his ways. Yeah. Like, this is how he did it. And he preached a lot when he first came in. Footballers should be able to play two games a week, no problem. Like, this is what they're paid to do. Yeah. And his tune has kind of changed a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see if he's, like, super now open to, like, rotating the whole squad through. And, like, you're going to see a Klein come in and a Moreno just because, fuck it, we have him there. We might as well see how they're doing. You know, you take a Van Dyke out. I think it's clear to say that Allison probably going to start mostly everything except Mignolet gets the League Cup. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, how do we rotate? We won't know until it starts happening. Yeah. I mean, you know, that League Cup game – like we said, Klein and Moreno. Yeah, yeah probably. probably. But I, I don't, in the league, in the Champions League, I don't imagine much changes. Yeah. Some people, I, I was seeing people debating on whether or not, you know, uh, we need to change formations at some point. I'm like, no, yeah. I, I don't think so. Not no. until it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not until someone absolutely figures out what we're doing. Yeah. And other than parking a bus, their solution, <laughs> like, becomes very evident, and they just start, like, whapping us, do we change formations or whatever. Yeah. Um, Is that all? No, so, uh, I mean, in same regards, of, like, rotation, I guess, even though he's injured, Gomez or Lovren, who, par- who partners VVD? I've, I've said Taylor. for a while that I see Gomez as the long-term solution. Like, ideally, I was all honestly figuring that it would happen next season. But I think, yeah, I mean, these when you put those two together, big physical lads, Athlete. These are ath- like these yeah. guys are athletes. You yeah. know, they're both good in the air, both good with their feet. 
Like, Lovren's just, like, a gritty, like, go throw in a wild tackle and yeah. do something that surprises you. Win a header in the box, yes. Like, he does all these good things, and I like him. And he's a, I think he's a great backup. Yeah. Like, he's a very good center back. But I think we've all known for a while that... <laughs> It would be ideal to have someone better. Than yes, that. that's true. It would be ideal. <laughs> it would be ideal, yeah. and I think Gomez is the long-term answer to that. Yeah. Unless we're going to go out and drop a bunch of money on a center back, I just don't yeah. see that happening anytime soon. So no, yeah, I I choose Gomez too because ceiling's higher. He's got more of of a career in front of him. Yeah, he's not. And easy. on merit, so far, he's thrown in a couple of last-ditch tackles that are perfectly timed that otherwise you can yeah. send off. He hasn't looked like the same player that loses players in the box and, like, they sneak behind him back post. That was a no. problem of his when he first started playing right back. To be fair, it had a lot to do with playing a different position. Yeah, he's in a different position. To. But look at how well he did in that position. That's, I mean, you know, that's, to be fair, before he got hurt, it was very. he good. was ahead of Alexander-Arnold in the pecking order as a yeah. right back, and he started as a left back, <laughs> assisting Coutinho against Stoke City for that famous 1-0 win. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I almost said he's not as injury prone as Lovren, but that's not true. No, that's not true. He's got he's, he tore the ACL, uh, and then he I forgot what the issue was last season, but he, he kept him out, he was of the out World for Cup. a while. Yeah, yeah, kept him out of the World Cup. And but Lovren has had his injury problems over the years. So. That's true. That's true. But um, yeah, I I choose Gomez as well. Um, I think we have two left, and one is football related, and one's not. I think we should just finish the football and then get right into the non football one and, right. and, and call it a wrap. But um, <clears throat> this is a topic that we've also had much debate on mm. due to the split opinion on Henderson, <laughs> whether he's an asset or liability under Klopp's system. What are your thoughts on his contribution and drawbacks from Tyler uh, from Tyler Goosen as well? All right, I don't think. <sighs> <laughs> So as where I've been undefeated about Daniel Sturridge, I want yeah. to emphasize that I have not been undefeated on Jordan <laughs> Henderson. Um, I didn't like I, I bagged on Henderson a lot for a long time, and uh, you know I saw a lot of weakness in his game. He was very frustrating at times with the decisions that he makes when he's on the ball. But look, if he's responsible for the locker room culture that we have, yeah. If he creates the vibe in the team that we have, and a lot of the people inside the club say that he's very important, all that, and he has moments in him, like I was, him against Roma in the first leg, yeah, he was everywhere. He was a madman. Like they, I felt like not one of their players could touch the ball without him being inside their shorts. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was right, yeah. everybody yeah. chasing the ball everywhere. I mean, at one point, the guy, one of their players, I remember, I think it's their left back, is coming down the wing, and he tries to, like, chip it into the middle, and Henderson runs, like, eight yards and heads it, like, <laughs> like heads it into row 15, yeah. and I was just like, he's freaking everywhere, yeah. man. And, like, you know, not every pass has to be a home run pass, like a yeah. miracle ball. No, you're right. It, Sometimes it's best to just keep possession. Sometimes it's best to just move it around side yeah. to side. Like, you don't always have to go forward. His pass completion is great. He does have a goal in him every now and then. Some of them are pretty class. That goal at Chelsea a few years yeah. ago was a great. Or the one against City in 13-14. Yeah. Like, I he was has there. those moments. You were there for that Not, one? That wasn't 13-14. It was the next season. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I, I was there. Right. I was there. And, yeah, it was a fucking class goal. Yeah, so I'm kind of eating a little crow on Henderson. Yeah. Like, I'm willing to admit that he's an important player in the club. They just signed him to a five-year extension, and some people are just beating him up. And I got to say, like, 
there's no reason not to do that. Yeah. Because if somebody else wants him, yeah, like, exactly. Fine, yeah. Come pay the price. Yeah, exactly. But he's our captain. Like yeah. you're not gonna just sell off your captain or, or let him leave on a free. On a free. Yeah. Like come on, no. No, it's like nonsense. he's been a cl- and following Stevie G was a really hard thing to do yeah. as the club's captain, yeah. and he's done a really no, he's done an amazing job. job of it. He's nothing like Stevie was, where Stevie was just like, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna make it happen, and that's how I'm gonna lead the team. No, he's a little bit more vocal, and like you know. Just seeing him like in the England camp with his arm around Trent the whole time and like kind of guiding him along, like you need that type of player. And I love that he couldn't even get credit when he played for England. Yeah, they took him out of the lineup and lost the game. No, yeah, no. So like, I so within England, you know, I had a lot of discussion with like English fans because I do get into it. I lived there for four years. They're kind of like yeah. my, one of my teams that I follow. I'm a good immigrant child in, integrating with the cultures <laughs> and customs of the country that I immigrated to. Um, yeah, I, Henderson and under Klopp is, is is somewhat true as well, but with, definitely with England, he was a victim of being of doing exactly what he was asked to do, because yeah. what he yeah, was asked right. to do in the England squad is be the only midfielder, the only, like because you have Lingard and Ali flying forward to be like basically like pseudo wingers. They're not checking back. Henderson's coming up. He has to stop the play, and when he stops the play, he's got to play the quick ball. If he doesn't, his defense is exposed because the wingbacks are flying up as well. Yeah. And so he was literally the only midfielder. And in that system, Southgate's like, stop the pass or stop the ball, win it back, play it immediately. And people got upset at him for doing that. But it was why it was so key. As soon as Eric Dyer came in and he tried to do his Eric Dyer, I'm going to be a little bit more on the ball, look around. Yeah. His, his press was nowhere near as good as Henderson because he plays in a Tottenham system where he usually has a second midfielder next to him, yeah. whereas Henderson plays in a six with Liverpool where he's always by himself when he's the last midfielder to break up the play when he's sitting there, you know, so he's used to doing it. And, you know, to a lesser extent, with, in the Klopp system, exactly the same thing. He's asked to do exactly what he does, and he does it. If he wasn't doing it well, if he wasn't doing what he was asked, Jurgen Klopp wouldn't play him. It's as simple as that. Yeah. He wouldn't be captain anymore. If Jurgen Klopp was telling him, I want you to ping those 80-yard passes across like, the field. When has Klopp been like loyal to a fault on a player? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like no. If a guy's not performing, he just kind of moves him on. Exactly. You know, Gets over so, it, and yeah. I'm, I'm with you on this now. Yeah. Like, yes, hey. Uh, I, it's converted me. <laughs> a lot, but he had some performances last year. Like, yeah. That way it just really turned my opinion on him. Like yeah. I had one idea about who he was. But then, you know, I think what part of it, too, was is the ridiculous videos on YouTube of people just compiling his back passes. As it, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. He's not Sergio Busquets. I get that. Yeah. But come on, give the guy a break. Like, we're playing pretty well, and yeah. he wins the ball back a lot, and yeah. he creates a lot of possession for us. And sometimes, sometimes he'll ping in a pass that Yo, just... Whew. Listen, I, I've always been of the opinion, uh, those, little, those little, like, half crosses... From just outside the top of the box, from like one side of the box to the back post. Mm-hmm. In world football, you'd be hard pressed to find a midfielder that plays that ball better than Henderson. Mm-hmm. If you start going through a, a highlights of Henderson's assists, a lot of them are him on the edge of the box. He pings it back post to a player that's just sitting there and he taps it in. One of the ones I can think of now is when Daniel Sturridge came back at the FA Cup against Crystal Palace. It's stereotypical. Henderson gets the ball right at the corner of the box. He looks up, plays it back post. Sturridge is wall by himself, left foot. It's a goal. I mean, he's, he's got aspects of his game that are they're very, very good. He's he As far as like a six going, he's probably in the top ten in the world. He went to a Champions League final. 
shut down Rome. He shut down. He helped shut down city. You know, he's yeah. he's, he's, he's played he, his part. Another thing I think people don't consider with this player is that he, he never, when he first came in, he did not have a defined role. Like he came in, we bought him. He was a right midfielder, like yeah. almost like a winger. Yeah. And then Kenny kind of like moved him around and it was playing with him. And then, you know, Rogers comes in and box to box. Yeah, make yeah. him a box to box guy. Klopp comes in, he becomes a number six. So he's all his like role has just been continuously evolving. The guy has played right back for us. He has played yeah. like he moves around. Yeah. It's it's not as if he's just. I, I always said the same thing about Emery Chan. Like people would bag on him, but I'm like, you know, that player never really had a defined role. Yeah. Like he'd play center back, he'd play full back, he'd play eight, eight, six, eight, ten. Six, ten. Yeah. yeah. Like it, he was all over the freaking yeah. place. So uh, it's hard to judge a player sometimes when you realize like he's super versatile. Yeah, man. they're like, constantly adapting. Constantly adapting. Yeah. Like it's no, ne- he never just settles into one thing. So yeah. I, I, I've quit bagging on Henderson. Yeah, so is, is, to answer the question, basically, how do we see him in Klopp's system? Uh, his detractions, yeah, he's not, I don't know, name a bombing forward midfield player. He's not Steven Gerrard. Yeah, sorry. And nor is he Zabi Alonso. Yeah, sorry. But for who he is, for what he does in Klopp's system, he's obviously class. He's still the captain. And it works. Yeah. He it still works gets for in us. at the six or whatever. So, like, and also, he, he was forced to go on holiday for the World Cup and spent <laughs> every day working out. Yeah, like uh, you know what? Absolutely, that's what your captain's supposed to do. Um, and so, into our last question, and before we wrap this thing up, um, non-football related question. Yes, what do we got again? It's a really important non-football question that I have a very strong opinion on. I'm just trying to find who asked the question. Oh, me Robert, too. Robert Taylor, <laughs> what is more evil option on pizza? Pineapples or anchovies? This is an easy one for me. It's so easy. Pineapples. Oh no. Yes. This does not belong oh, on pizza. No. Get your fruit off my pizza. Anchovies are salty and savory and delicious, and I like them in everything, to be honest. And I know I'm in the minority. You're there, a disgusting but, human but, being. You know, here's the thing. You eat more anchovies than you possibly realize. Oh, really? Like, do you eat Italian food? Oh, shit. Yes, I do. It's in a lot of the cooking. Oh, like, because they just melt down. And they're just savory goodness up in your food. They, they occur in a lot of pasta dishes, a lot of seafood dishes. You're eating more anchovies than you think already. Okay. All right, Caesar dressing. <laughs> okay. Anchovies. Fair. 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 <laughs> I love anchovies. I put them on like salads. They're fantastic food. They're underrated. And pineapples do not belong on pizza. I don't like sweet on my pizza. Yeah. Nothing sweet. Okay. okay. That's fair. The texture with cheese, like those two textures, the texture of pineapple next to the texture of cheese, like get the fuck out of here like what does not belong together fair you know fair it's like uh, jello and golf balls <laughs> I, I don't like either but with gun to head and choosing one of the two it's get out of here anchovies although i just learned that i apparently eat anchovies all the time <laughs> and i love anchovies and this is something i have to explore about myself much like in gold conte's learning about him i have to learn yeah. about myself and this anchovy yeah. existence a lot that of I've different been kinds of anchovies oh my you're opening my mind up to yeah. a whole new world white anchovies they're more like meaty oh okay oily. there's gonna be yeah. a whole Not netflix series i get to watch about anchovies coming up and if i find one i will recommend it <laughs> i promise but my, my strong opinion on the matter is this hey everyone Taste buds are subjective. I mean, that's true. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what I like on pizza? I like salami. I like ham. I like bacon. I, I like it. sausage. You yeah. know what? You, you, someone comes around and goes, hey, we're getting pizza. And then one person, I want pineapples on my pizza. All right, what's, so your ideal pizza, what is it? It's 
it's the, the meat lovers. lovers. It's the meat lovers with white sauce, though. With white sauce. Oh, you need to have white sauce pizza in your life more often because it is so much better than tomato sauce. I'm gonna go. If I'm just ordering a pizza from anywhere, I'm going pepperoni mushroom. Yeah. But my favorite pizza is actually a white pizza. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. ricotta. Oh yeah, with the spinach and all yeah. that. Yeah, that's yeah. it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Underrated. Or or a margarita pizza is also good. But I'm gonna go white pizza. But the po- the point I'm making here is, you know, we're at a party or at a house. Someone's like, "We're ordering yeah. pizza." One guy's like, "I want pineapple." It's not. You're not getting one pizza. I know you're gonna tell everyone. Oh, I'm gonna have two slices. You're gonna have five. Yeah, you know it. You I'm just want to. You don't want to say it out loud. You're ashamed of how much pizza you're about I'm to eat. I'm not ashamed. You're gonna buy five I need pizzas. A pie for me. Half pizzas. <laughs> There's half pizza options. We Is there a... weed at this party? <laughs> <laughs> you better order a lot of pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so everyone has a chance to get the pizza they want. And if they like pineapples, as disgusting and gross as I think that is, let them have it. If they want anchovies, let them have it. I agree. No, I agree. It's America. Pizza. Freedom of choice. It's freedom of pizza choice. That's freedom right. of toppings. And that's, that is the only opinion to have on pizza, in my opinion. All right. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so that is right, it. So that's it, right? For, for, the, for the nameless LFC. The inaugural po- nameless podcast. <laughs> and, yeah, so uh, once again, if you're out there listening in the Tampa Bay area and you haven't already, uh, follow the LFC Tampa Bay pages. We will be putting this out via the blog. So you're, if you are listening to this, you have discovered our blog. Yeah. Read some of the articles. Some of it's yes. interesting. Check um, it out. We will be putting this out before the Tottenham game. So 7.30 Saturday, the 15th yes. of September. All venues open. All venues, 7.30. Doors will be open. Get in there. If you haven't signed up, come sign up. Stop watching at home by yourself. It's just Get not couch, as fun. Meet Jordan if you're going to a horse and jockey. Meet me if you're going to London Heights. Look for Mindy Mallory if you're going to Pokies. Or Casey. Or Casey, yeah. either. Will yeah. do. And, yeah, introduce yourself. Ask around yeah. how to join. Somebody will fi- find one of us. And Yeah, it's an exciting time to be a Liverpool supporter. And on top of that, it's an exciting time to be part of LFC Tampa Bay as we kind of start to take ourselves a little bit more seriously. Yeah, we're growing in, in ways that we've not been able to do in the past. So, yeah, there's many, plenty more coming to us and coming to you. So, yeah, get on that naming so we know it, how to sign off properly. I'm Jordan. David. Hashtag name that thing. <laughs> name that thing. <laughs> Until next night. Na- next time, have a wonderful September. Hopefully the Reds. Just, up the Reds. Yeah, up the fucking Reds, and we win the whole fucking lot. Until next time. Adios. Yes, ciao. Perfect. Yeah, hell yeah, man.